Ball Alley. Hello and welcome to the Southcast. I'm your host Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. On a podcast hopefully not interrupted by power cuts. Mm. And Robert Kemp. Uh, or Rob's squeaky chair, apparently. Yeah. I mean, all, it's all squeaks around here at the moment. All squeaks. <laughs> I just noticed when I did the intro, that was the first, I leant back to try and create that little bit of distance between me and the mic. And it just, yeah, it just went... <laughs> That's the true cue today. The true cue is the, <laughs> is the sound of your chair. A bunch of squeaks of various kinds. And hopefully no power cuts. Hopefully no power cuts, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Why have you suffered any lately? Yeah. Yeah. And normally, they're, normally like, between me and Rob is separate power grids, but I, apparently he's had them as well. I've had them worse, apparently. Mm, yeah, I think you have. And I only had one that interrupted a gaming session. <laughs> How dare Completely um, unexpected, right? Oh, Out yeah. The no, no they don't one. tell you what's going on, do they? No, I mean, you can look it up. A, there's a website where you can look up what, like, power cuts and like recent power cuts but then mm. when obviously when there's video power cuts and they like put a reason on there it's obviously some bullshit reasons <laughs> or like so generic that it doesn't really mean anything like i think the one that i just that i i normally see on these kind of power cuts where it's that little where it drops for like a couple of seconds or whatever is just like our engineers had to reroute power and it's like that doesn't mean anything <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, that's a that's not the cause. That's a no. That's well, a they had to do that to get get your power back. I guess. Well, yeah. Or, maybe. Is, the, or is the temporary? Sw- is it like are they expecting it to have gone like you know the 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 fluctuation was enough to cause trouble? Is that what they? Well, yeah. Because I mean, we were talking about it yesterday uh, at home, like what what it could be because like they've been happening f- f- like frequently over the last couple of years, mm. frequently for power cuts i guess sure but they're always these little tiny like it goes off and then it comes back on for a second and then it goes off again and if you're in, from our house you can hear it like tripping the transformer over the railway oh wow like okay. you can hear it like arc or whatever when, mm. it, when it breaks oh when that's it cool cuts the line so it's obviously something where, where is it like is it obviously within hearing distance but can you yeah. see that i mean it's that it's the power line that goes through that little wooded area on the other side of the train tracks from my house mm. that's right. only so going to help dad to really but yes okay. yeah okay but still pretty close because <laughs> that was the power line that got that got taken out by a tree a couple of years ago and get and right. we had that whole like several days power cut when they had to come and fix that mm. Mm. but so i mean you could assume that it's like maybe it's just like a bit of tree hitting the line and earthing it and short blowing it out, but I don't know if it is because it's happening so regularly. You'd think that would, you know that's the kind of thing that after the first time it had happened, you'd expect them to come and just like look at the cut lines the and be like, "Oh, cut those trees off." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and do that pretty sharpish, right? There's yeah. no real reason to. And the network's good enough to know when that's happened. Well, I mean, like, I'm, automatically, I'm sure they have some. Well, they probably know that it's grounded i would imagine they could probably sense that kind of power mm. spike where it dumps the ground if it's shorting off something sure obviously i don't know i don't know how much area is connected past that one because it must i'm pretty sure that line covers because it doesn't as we said it doesn't connect to you because you seem to be on a separate bit of the grid yeah so i think that line must go just to need them mainly but I, I think when you look at it on the map, it covers like three postcodes or something. Usually, when our power oh, wow. goes out, it's really? like all that area down towards yeah. Because 
I know our power is mostly, or at least a, a good portion of it, is somehow linked to an overhead line or something that... I mean, look, last year when we had that... Well, not last year, it was earlier this year in the storm, right? And we lost power. It was because the tree fell on the line. Uh, I'm pointing, which doesn't really help <laughs> anyone listening. Um, but, like, just over there. <laughs> and, uh, um, but it was like, yeah, it landed... I guess that must have just caused enough of a spike that it tripped something as opposed to that being the actual problem for the power cut, right? Because they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't push that over... A, a crappy little overhead line would they around here do you think would it all be underground oh, well, man, there's no reason for it not to be an overhead wire. yeah i guess because it's a lot like i mean in, i guess this area is slightly modern but not that modern it's not hugely modern i mean we don't have gas <laughs> well that's true that's a different company entirely yeah yeah i don't know what the hell's up with it. so it's getting very annoying <laughs> Even though it's, it's still, like, you call it frequent and it's still, like, once every two months or something. But that's still first world problems annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in fairness, that, that sort of reminds me, is like, that's kind of how it's always been around here? I don't know. <laughs> well, you've only lived here for, like, like two years. Well, two. back here, I suppose, yes. for a year. But there was definitely a few years before this where it was much better. I can tell you that. Hmm. Get it together, UK Power Network, or whatever the company's now called. Still Eon, isn't it? Is it? Does Eon manage actually manage the uh, connectivity? I uh, thought like that had like a government agency no, that actually know. dealt with that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it had been split out in, in UK Power Networks, but maybe that's just the, the national grid, is it, instead? Rather yeah. like oh. rather than the local local grid, right? Like, as in the the high power lines. Yeah, I've got no idea. Mm. Yeah, I'm not actually sure. I should know because you know. Well, we should as well, Zach, because you know our parents work for the electricity board. <laughs> well, <laughs> like yeah, but that was day. before it was even Eon. No, it was yeah. still Eastern, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm not even sure Eon are based around here anymore. I think they moved out, so it's like. Anyway, are they technically a French company anyway? Yeah. German? I think they're French. Uh, okay. I thought they might have been German. French. German. They sell us a lot of electricity, <laughs> don't they? I thought we were just getting into like a French, German, French. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, because they have all that nuclear power because they're not squeamish about it, right? I guess. Yes. But I don't know if that's true anymore that they sell us so much uh, well, energy yeah, maybe. across that high voltage interconnect across the channel i assume they're keeping more of it for themselves uh, hence the prices yeah. going up <laughs> i don't think yeah, that's exactly. the answer <laughs> do, we, do we still get that um do you reckon the uk has the east enders surge anymore probably i like, i don't know if that's still to the same extent like hmm. they still talk about it so yeah I don't know if it, yeah but surely it can't be like it used to be. I mean, maybe they planned for it on certain occasions, like, I don't know, big-ass football matches or... Mm. Like, America Definitely. must plan for it at the Super Bowl or something. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, America's system is a nightmare, isn't it? Because they don't have... <laughs> Just, they have different Multiple problems. grids. And the Texas grid is to, is a disaster zone, right? And they lose power for, like, days and days. Jeez. 
when it's like didn't that happen when it was like freakishly cold in yeah. texas which is obviously usually warm and it was like snowing and I mean, that, that's kind days. of acceptable for like for a reason for your power grid to go down completely well, re- ridiculous weather conditions is one of them yeah you know, you know how long ago the storm was around here right it was like five six months ago right? no no last <laughs> it might as well be it feels like it <laughs> not that the, the recent the recent one the one that took out my power here for like oh right like yeah. nearly two days like february right something like that yeah <laughs> Um, that still plays on Gnome's mind a bit to the point where she's bought a camping stove recently. Recently, well, just in case. Well, I mean, because well, we yeah. don't have gas. Yeah, we don't have gas. Like the oil boiler can't run without electricity. Um, right. Uh, but we have a. You have a barbecue. You know, I've, I've sorted the barbecue out now. We're like, it's not. It's not. Yeah, I sort of had that. <laughs> I you can bring that inside the house, like. No, no, d- definitely true. not. Like, I don't want to bring that massive propane tank inside, but. I mean, be prepared. Nothing wrong with no. I, I, it's it just struck me as a slightly odd thing to do now, but never mind. <laughs> well, you have, you, well, now's a perfect time. Yeah, yeah. If you've already been warned by having it happen once, prepare for the next time. <laughs> Although a bit of me was thinking, like, like, well, if I just got an electric car, like one of those with a plug socket in it, yeah, and like, then I could just power stuff off the car. It'd be fine. See, I think not for that long was, way, probably right. They've got like well, that, the average is about thing, seventy it? odd kilowatt hours inside a inside that a car. That was the thing that lined up perfectly with those, you know, that Texas disaster or whatever was then then Ford. Or what the F one fifty? Yeah, the F one fifty electric pickup, massive pickup truck. They have like twice every, that. They have like one hundred and fifty yeah, kilowatts. I think you know exactly. And like but, obviously, everyone in Texas drives a Ford F one fifty, so it was like perfect advertising. Look, if you get the electric one, the next time the grid fails, you can power your house for like two days. Yeah, not that assuming one, your car's charged up. Yeah, assuming your car's charged. Like but all the changes like in electricity prices around here mean that like actually running an EV is now no cheaper than running a petrol car. At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. So all those lovely advantages. But it's not like petrol's cheap, is it? <laughs> no, I oh, know. It's it's pretty <laughs> yeah. expensive at the moment as well. But yeah. There's one specific car that I walk past on the way home from here that I can hear charging at night. You can hear it? <laughs> yeah, when I walk past it, it's like, oh, that one's electric. <laughs> you can hear it going. How nice does it make? Is it sort of a wow wow? Is it, more of a... it doesn't wow as much as just hum. <laughs> just a We're not in that cool enough future yet where everything sort of has a sort of phasey sort of noise. <laughs> I don't think no, I don't think you want anything to have a phasey noise. That's actually worse. Large amounts of variations. And, so and you walk past one of those like fusion coils in Halo, right? And it's making that sort of sort of noise. <laughs> That's the future. <laughs> How is it even making a noise? I don't what know. What is a fusion coil actually doing <laughs> yeah. when it's just sitting there? Cooling itself, presumably. Being extraordinarily dangerous and easy to throw. <laughs> and that was our segue to video games, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> we, we did we it. We found a route from power grids to video games. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some house grouse, though, if you want to do that oh, first. Oh, okay. So, uh, I think I talked about this, like, ages ago when I was first started messing around with smart home stuff and it's like <laughs> right. all my all my window sensors and that i can ask it which windows are open and things like that it's all based off smart things and i got an email this week saying oh by the way you know the platform all your custom stuff's running on yeah we're getting rid of that we're getting rid of that in a few weeks and it's like wait what 
what? And it's like, oh, great. So, so, so half of the cool stuff I've done with my smart home is just basically going to die. Uh, is that know. the company's failing, or is it? Or is it? It's it's smart things. They are um, to get to get more technical on it. There's a there's a platform built on uh, something called Groovy. Um, Groovy. Groovy. Yeah, if I'm Jim's favorite programming platform. And uh, oh, literally, it's Groovy, as in the weird Java thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, and that's been running in the cloud essentially, mostly. So SmartThings is mostly a cloud-based system. So you know your logic effectively doesn't run in your house; it runs elsewhere, and then comes back and tells you what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think for a while that's been a problem for them because they don't want to run the servers for that, right? Anymore. Uh, so that yeah, they're killing that off and coming up with new systems that will run on your hubs locally. That's like, well, oh, okay. why, didn't, why didn't you just start there? That was the better choice in the first place. And yeah. At least give you plenty of notice. Yeah, there. the problem is, is that there's no tool. Like, I, I, I'm deep into a tool called WebCore that allows you to define really quite complicated rules and setups and things like that. And one, and it's it's um, it's pretty. It's almost programming, but you have to use a GUI to. It looks like you're right, like code. If you go and look at the script, it presents itself like code with line numbers and proper if statements and all that stuff. But you're actually using a GUI to set it up, and it's like, can I can I not just write this? That's the GUI's nice. Don't get me wrong, but it's like it would be nice to just type some of that out. Um, but anyway, the, yeah, that that's that's that is going going away, and the developers of it because it's a third party community driven tool. They're not going to port it to whatever system smart things we'll, we'll end up using mm. uh, and there's no other tool as far as I can tell as advanced as that um, available so that's a bummer it basically means like all my cool window checks and things like that are gonna, get, not going to not going to function um, that isn't that's really annoying it is annoying I mean that's the risk you take I guess of smart homes at the moment they're all service yeah, driven true. and uh, if the service goes away your capabilities go away. Um, yeah, and which services can you trust to stay up? And yeah, the most. I mean, even even presumably Amazon ones probably get deprecated sometimes. Yeah, probably and, maybe. Or Apple ones or whatever. Yeah, and, and, I mean, at unless least they probably provide some kind of path to. Unless you're driving everything totally locally on a um, community-driven system like Home Assistant. Right. Um, oh yeah, does that run on a? It runs on a Pi, Raspberry Pi. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and effectively drives your, which you can't get hold of either right now. Um, oh, you can't buy Raspberry. You can't buy a Raspberry Pi. They've been out of stock for friggin' ages. Oh um, really? Oh. Uh, yeah, and so so yeah. If you if you're lucky enough to have Pies and like, uh, I think you need like, you don't need a huge amount of power for that stuff. Um, then yeah, you run Home Assistant on it. You've got to do a lot of work yourself. That's the problem because it's all mm. community made and community driven. You can you have to you have to set up pretty much everything yourself, but right. it does mean you can do pretty much anything. And there's no risk of there's no risk. Know, yeah, what's yeah. on your pie is what's on your pie. No one's going to kill it. Right. It sounds like you put quite a lot of work into the cloud based one. I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll probably I don't know. I'm in two minds whether to stick with it and try and come up with something crude for now, which is. Because it just takes time. That's the problem. It's like it was fun at yeah. first, but once you get it working yeah. and all that, it's like right, cool, that's done. It's like, yeah. and, then, and then when something breaks, it's it's kind of not no fun, fun to to no. come to because you're not creating something new. You're trying to get back yeah. what you had. Yeah, um, I know that feeling. Yeah, it's 
Maybe Maybe that's a corollary to corpse runs in games. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Corpse run is a can be a fun mechanic, but yeah, depends. Not everyone likes it. Mm. I'm gonna have to corpse run my smart home. (laughs) Anywho, that was my house grouse. Not really like. Yeah, well, it's kind of technical house grouse. It's definitely grouse. That's for sure. Yeah. Cool. It's sort of, um, I can't blame them. It sort of does make sense, right? Like the business reasons for them doing it. I, I, I get it, but it's, yeah, it's but still annoying. Yeah, it some kind of path to, to, yeah. to running that same logic on your local. If that's the They're future. working on something. It's called Rules API, but it's... Um, right. Uh, I don't think there's the tool... As I say, the third-party tooling for actually using it I don't think exists yet, and it's um, that's the problem. I see. All right, to video games is the subject of this podcast, I believe. Often. <laughs> Often. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. Um, and we've had a few news items this, this fortnight. Yes, so we, we even get, get to finally say Nintendo did a thing. Nintendo did Nintendo a thing. Nintendo did something. <laughs> and, not, and not a, uh, what is it, a partner direct no, or anything. No, it's like just a, one of their little things, an actual thing. A full-on Nintendo direct. But it's like E3. Last, I guess. Yeah, I plan to get to that one. Get one at the back of this. I mean, there were there, right. there were like four different events, I think, but I've only really noted stuff from three of them. I can't even remember what the fourth one was now. But like, there was Ubisoft Ford, um, oh, so, yes. a Sony State of Play, Nintendo Direct, uh, Xbox did do a minor thing for the Tokyo Game Show, but it was incredibly minor. I haven't really got any notes from that. Um, uh, yeah, there we go. That's what that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna talk we about. We start with uh, Ubisoft then. Uh, Ubisoft, with, yeah, went first. Um, I guess a whole bunch of assassins. Group. It was so I mean, cookie cutter Ubisoft. I mean, like, okay, the, maybe the most interesting thing that I haven't actually written a note about was Mario plus Ravids in this whole thing. That doesn't count <laughs> because yeah, it's more Mario plus Ravids. It's, so like, it's like basically out, and yeah, they've already been talking about it a bunch before. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Uh, so that's I just mean, like a pre-launch trailer type thing. Kind of. They actually went pretty deep. Like they so here's, here's, a, here's a gameplay scenario. <laughs> they, should, this, they should have given that to Nintendo, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, they did get mentioned in the Nintendo yes, Direct the, as well. The, but that one was just like a trailer. That was real quick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed because we've hit. Uh, was it uh, fifteen years of Assassin's Creed now? Um. Oh gosh. Feels like more. <laughs> Feels like more. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, since since the very first game, and um, so they 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 made a big deal at the end of the show, basically saying like, "Oh, here's we're gonna here's a whole bunch of new stuff." Um, so the first of which is, they were saying, "Hey, we're gonna do a Netflix show, <laughs> not a game, but we're gonna they're gonna try again with the with the." Live action, yeah, other media. Uh, Assassin's Creed. We should have just made okay. another movie. <laughs> what make a good one this time? <laughs> yeah, try again. I still haven't watched that. In fairness, I kind of want to. No, I kind I of want to. It's probably got some good sequences in it. Yeah, is it Michael Fassbender. Or it's, it's Fassbender and um, oh, wasn't it? Is it Marion Cotillard? Is that who you pronounce oh, yes. it? Um, Marion Cot- Ma- Cotillard. Cotillard. Yeah. yeah, who's normally awesome. Uh, Yeah, Isn't it like who directed that? I don't know. I know the Animus is now a massive arm and not a table. 
It's not that much difference. It's like going down from above and up from below. Yeah, I think they're sort of like swinging your body around or something whilst you're in this thing. Like Physics simulation. True VR. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's that. They didn't really say much more about it than that. Um, mm-hmm. Then we got a little look at something called Assassin's Creed Mirage that's um, kind of going back to sort of the, the Arabian roots, I suppose, of the series. Um, right. Uh, but it, I was... Watching, um, I was confused whether it's a you know a reboot of the original, but it's not. It's right? not. No, it's a different different character. Different. Um, not Altair. Not Altair. No. Um, it's almost one hundred percent guaranteed to show up though. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's um, fine. Because I think the castle, the sort of assassin's castle, is the same one. Right. That that, that was that was in the first. That's game. where the assassins actually in history are, like in Syria, right? Well, weren't they in the Crusades? I think that's where no idea. it comes from. Anyway. Uh, but the interesting thing about that is they didn't position it as one of their open-world Assassin's Creed games. They were kind of positioning oh. it as, as sort of a bit more action adventure like a bit more narrative-driven. And it's like, okay, you might actually be onto something here because Assassin's Creed is so daunting now. It's like because Origins and Valhalla are just and Odyssey are just huge, huge games. Yeah, so um, and I don't. And as good as they may be, and as 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 kind of neat as Valhalla looked and stuff like that, I I mm, I just had my like that's too big, that's that's too much. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, it, it's not work. The size is actually working against you with me. Um, but the way they're positioning Mirage is like, oh, it's like, oh, this might actually be what I'm looking for. Something a little more mm. focused. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that'll become a trend. Well, we'll see. I don't know. The more focused get games like a, well, I don't know, but like. Well, I wouldn't hold your breath like- <laughs> because they announced two more. Okay. Open world that they did describe as big open world games. Oh, okay. Um, uh, well, they, actually, they had technically announced three, but one of them was um, Assassin's Creed Jade, as, as it's called right now, codename Jade. Um, is that in China? Set in China. That's set in China and is a mobile-based Assassin's Creed game. Okay. So uh, we won't play that. <laughs> but hey, the, like China, China sounds like a cool setting, but not as cool yeah. as Codename Red, which is going to be, you know, Japan. Feudal Japan, samurais and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. They finally did it. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yes, yeah. we. But last year we had. Oh, what? No, even the year before. I don't know. What's the What's the one we ha- have that's in J- Japan? That's Assassin's Creed. Like, are you thinking of like Ghost of Tsushima? Or? Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. That's a little bit Assassin's Creed-ish, wouldn't you say? Yeah, in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they'll have to stand apart from from that. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, you you pretty much got me with that. Like, <laughs> you lo- love that stuff. Um, yeah, fair. but they've been to China before. Did you I play think with like Ghost uh, of like, Tsushima, though. No, I haven't played Ghost no. of Tsushima. Um, okay. I know again, you're interested in that. Uh, yeah, I know. I really do want to play it, but it's it, yeah, mm. it's just you know, big game. I don't own. That another, is that problem. Big open world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, they did. <laughs> It's in that awkward place where it's like it's 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 on the PlayStation, and do I really want do I want a PlayStation Five now? Right, in order to yeah. enjoy it to its best, like it's mm, slight awkwardness when you haven't got a PS Five. That's true. 
and it might get a PC release the way Sony are going. Yeah, that's true. They're 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 committing to put their first party stuff on PC, aren't they? Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think you'd have more fun playing Yakuza, but there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, you might. You're probably yeah. right. Anyway, you're probably right. Um, so we've got Mirage, we've got Red, and they're Arcade. also doing Hexy, a code name Hexy, which they didn't talk about hardly at all, but is uh, sort of, I guess, it had a sort of Blair Witch vibe from their teaser trailer. Mm. Sort of, you know, witchy, I guess. Hence Hexy, I suppose. Oh, I see. It had, had like sort of bits of twigs in trees <laughs> that sort of formed the, the assassin's logo that's all we really know no not a huge amount there but hey there's a whole bunch of stuff uh and assassin they also told us what assassin's creed infinity was um i kind of i had heard the rumors that this was going to be like a kind of every Assassin's Creed kind of rolled into one thing in some weird mismatch or some multiplayer experience or something like the, the, the yeah, it's way less interesting there. It's kind of just a hub or a sort of launchery thing. It's like their master chief collectioning what they do from here on. <laughs> oh, I see. So at the moment, only Codename Red and Hexy have been sort of, marked with being under this banner but it's like it's kind of like a yeah it brings the games together kind of thing mm. whatever that means like a, a platform for assassin's creed but for the not not going back into the past yet currently, not but, not currently yeah but maybe but they, think will, they will well what i mean 15 years right maybe it's time they actually like i said master chiefed it and uh i think it would make sense given the amount of they could money they can make that way basically well, yeah. like capitalize on because they, uh, they've never done... Catching f- up some of those old games. I think they did a, like a very minor remastering of Assass- the Assassin's Creed 2 series, right? The um, Yeah, I think they did. But, I mean, but, they look old, obviously. They're sure, like early yeah. 360 kind of... Uh, yeah, I mean, Assassin's Creed 1 is early 360, and then 2 was yeah. a bit later than that. But um, And they rattled out 3 in 3 years, pretty much. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, you know... Assassin's Creed 2 is clearly where it's at. So it's like if they went back and did those, that would be yeah. like a full remake. And that could be kind of interesting. Even if they just oh, did like the... Remake. Um, well, yeah. whether it's full remake or even if they just did like the... Uh, yeah, like anniversary Halo treatment to it and gave it a complete graphics pass. That would probably be fine too. But it would have to be a complete graphics pass, right? Like you can't just touch it up. Not at this point. Oh, no. Not unless you're Rockstar. That game's... Not unless you're Rockstar, yeah, to are trying to put out GTA Definitive Edition or whatever it was called. Yeah, that didn't go well, though, did it? Yeah, That was awful. Anyway, that was Ubisoft. They had some other stuff, but it wasn't all that interesting. Like, Trackmania is coming... The newest Trackmania is coming to consoles, where it's been on PC for a while. Um, I didn't realise Riders Republic went free to play, mm. which is kind of interesting. Um, and they were announcing there's more stuff coming to that. Oh, they're they introducing BMX. That was the thing. It's like, hey, BMX is in this now. They already had like mountain biking. Right. right? I was confused for a second. I was yeah. like, they already had bikes of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> but now they've got smaller bikes. Uh, but yeah, otherwise it was basically business as, as usual at Ubisoft. Nothing hugely interesting going on. Still no Beyond Good and Evil 2. Nope. <laughs> Not even a whisper. Ugh. Right. 
Sony. Um, they did a little state of play, not hugely long, um, not massively revelatory, but there's some 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 fun takeaways. Uh, mm-hmm. Tekken Eight. Whoa, we're getting there, guys. Te- Tekken's getting its eighth installment, and uh, okay. Yeah, they showed the Kazamas fighting each other on a volcano again because that, because it's Tekken. But oh, Tekken looks great. Like like I don't know. Something about changed much since, since seven. Though. No, no, not hugely, honestly. But that's the that's kind of the thing. Tekken seven looked great, and then in compa- like when Soul Calib- when I got around to playing Soul Calibur six, Soul Calibur six felt like a bit of a disappointment when put next to Tekken. Yeah, but Soul Calibur six was just bad. It was all right. <laughs> I've played quite a bit of it. It was all right. I mean, it, I mean, I was terrible at it, but it was all right. <laughs> it wasn't like a a major game, really. It was just like <laughs> a, they kind of shitted it out a bit. Maybe, yeah. It didn't. It didn't feel. I mean, Soul Calibur Two is still the zenith, if you Obviously. ask me. It's still the best. And I, I, I quite liked four and five. They were they were okay, but like six didn't hit the same way. Um, yeah, but mm, Tekken Seven was was quite a lot of fun. I'm terrible at these Namco fighters. I really am, but like these are, but they look great. <laughs> I'm up for some Tekken. Um, and now for one of my favorite studios had a few announcements. So uh, Ryu Gagotaku, Gotaku Studio, uh, the makers of the Yakuza series, as Dan may have sort of been alluding to earlier they're putting out a uh, a remake oh. a full remake of a game that has never come out in the west before and i didn't realize existed there was a spin-off series um of, <laughs> of featuring the yakuza characters in feudal japan oh yeah <laughs> and i didn't know this existed and it's um uh, I mean, if it's in feudal Japan, then. Uh. <laughs> but, but yeah, so it's it's effectively like, it's so weird because it's like it's like it's presented like a play in a strange way because it's like it's the same character models, so like Kiryu and Majima, yeah. and all your favorites, very recognizable. Yeah. yeah, they're all brought in, but they're not playing Kiryu and Majima. They're not named that in the game either. It's like they've just used their faces on similar character. It's them. It's them. Majima's still mental. But it's just in a completely different setting with completely different names. It's so weird. Um, but hey, they're, they're doing a ground-up remake of it like they did with Kiwami. Um, uh, and I'm all in. <laughs> it's like I've got to work my way yeah, to it still, but like it looks great. Yeah. Well, how do you have to work your way to it? Oh, as in I've got... I've got a ton of Yakuza games still to play. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, but you might not have them. Yeah, you're right. This yeah. one could be out of sequence, I guess. It depends whether, like, where when it came out, I suppose, in the real timeline, like to 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 see if there was any like um, I don't know, any in jokes I might miss out on that kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason I haven't got I haven't played Yakuza Zero yet because in case it references stuff that happened, even though it's the prequel in the Yakuza series, it's like 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it will probably reference some stuff. Because they do that, and they do that a lot. Uh, also, the game isn't called Yakuza. It's called Like a Dragon Ishin. Because Sega are actually going to change the branding. They are moving towards Like a Dragon and being the Western name for every game that comes out from here on. Um 
it's kind of a Resident Evil biohazard situation because in Japan it's always been called like a dragon. That is literally what Ryuga Kotaku, Kotaku, sorry, uh, translates to. So they are the Like right. a Dragon studio, and the games are called Like a Dragon. Um, right, that so, makes sense. Yeah, they're they're bringing it all back in line. Yeah, like I said, it was like the Resident Evil Biohazard thing, except they then made Resident Evil Village instead of calling it Biohazard Village. You know what I mean? They, uh, <laughs> they Resident Evil's a better name. I, don't, I understand why they kept that. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if you could even sell it with the title of Yakuza directly in Japan. But I guess we have Mafia or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But Yakuza is like a real problem in Japan. <laughs> Just labeling your product with the name of a big social problem. Maybe not so good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the studio would have to pay. <laughs> like they'd, like you, need, <laughs> you, need, you need some protection for putting this game out. Yeah. Uh yeah, so they're, so they're doing that. So Like a Dragon Ishin is is that one. Um, like a Dragon 8 has also been announced. Um, the new one. The new, new one, yep, featuring... Oh, I forget his name. But yeah, the protagonist of, um, from, from, confusingly enough, Yakuza Like a Dragon, otherwise known mm. as Like a Dragon 7. Um, uh, yeah, he, he'll be back. But Kiryu is also back, and he's sporting a strange, like... He's gone grey, but he's got like a K-pop hairstyle. <laughs> like it's really weird. It's like it's like he's desperately trying to recapture his youth or something. <laughs> oh. It looks really strange, but but it's weird that he's back because like like the whole point of Yakuza Six was like it's supposed to be Kiryu's swan song, like his exit from from the series. Like he finally got out, kind of thing. Even though like most of the games are, he's got out and <laughs> somehow keeps getting bring back, brought back in. But that was the whole point in that game. So, like, there's a little bit of like, what do you mean you're bringing Kiryu back? It's like, did it give much context on on where? Nope. Oh, he, it's in Camarocho. No, I didn't mean that but, sort of thing. I mean, I mean, where, where, what his role might be in the story? Because if he has no, a no, K-pop hairstyle, maybe he's just like the karaoke avatar. No, no, no. There's no context at all. It literally is just like. There's some Japanese that's not translated, and then there's a few that are subtitled, and it's just a shadow walking towards the camera, and then it turns into two shadows, and it's like, and then it zooms in, and it's like, yeah, the, the last protagonist and Kiryu, and it's like that's all we know, and it's out in 2024, so it's not like it's anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to keep the Yuga uh, Kotaku's news going. They, the Judgment series is coming out on PC, um, which is mildly surprising because like, Sega had run into issues with like the fact that they used a famous person's face for Judgment. Like the the, oh, lead, yeah. the lead character is like is a sort of celebrity, <laughs> and uh, um, what um, like officially or yeah in Japan. Um, so oh, so they ran into some licensing issues with like with Their how they could continue with the series. That's why there probably isn't going to be a Judgment 3. Um, they said they didn't just change it like they changed Spider-Man. Spider-Man, to, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's the same It's the same graphics, but it's, um, yeah, it's just out on PC now. Um, both of them, I think. So that's they came to some sort of deal. It'd be nice if those... Did, I don't know if they ever came out on Xbox. It'd be nice if they did. Um and if they came to Game Pass eventually, because most of the Yakuza games come at Game Pass. Um, kind of want to check those out as well. They look good. 
So as it turns out, I'm a massive Yakuza fan. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I think more so than Assassin's now. Creed. Let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> and that's well, why you I don't have time to play Assassin's Creed, and that's why I don't have time to play Assassin's Creed. Yeah, because yeah. you've got this other extremely long game. I think well, that's legit. Thing, yeah, especially at this point. I mean, maybe back back in the day, like it was a bit more. You know, back in Assassin's Creed Two time, maybe, and Yakuza was starting. It was probably, probably yeah, two thousand six, I think, was the first Yakuza yeah. game. But now, I think we're no, that would have predated. We're just era. yeah, it might have predated Assassin's Creed. Just I think it probably did because it was PS Two, right? Yeah, yes, the first game was PS Two, but it was late PS Two here. It might mm. have come out yeah, earlier yeah. in Japan. Yeah, um, exactly. It's an odd series to compare, but if you're comparing yeah. video games to play, then... Long if, video games, yeah. Yeah. That's where I'd spend my time. I've, I've been getting that itch again, honestly. Like, it's like it, it feels like it's time, but there's, I know that the upcoming schedule for video games I want to play is quite busy. So I will... All good. I will, All uh, good. Yeah, I, will, I will deny it for a little longer before I get on to Jackers of Five. Fair enough. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I just have to make a little note of this uh, of this thing they called um, PlayStation Stars uh, that they're introducing. Like Sony trying to add some kind of loyalty program to PlayStation. I think for like making purchases off of PlayStation Store, um, and what it seems to amount to is is virtual collectibles, like Steam. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> But like they're like little 3D models or something. But it just made me laugh. Like it's like so you can collect these and show off to your friends. And it's like who is doing that? Who is showing off these? Like, like come on, guys, come on, guys. I've got these amazing 3D models. I've got. I want to show you. Or you know, like <laughs> mm. Xbox avatars. Yeah, I mean, I guess because they had game-specific basic purchase rewards. Those were a little more integrated with the experience though right your avatar appeared on things or like you could use it as your profile picture and stuff like that those i guess things. whereas these you have to go presumably you have to go digging to go find like oh i wonder if they've got that psp model or whatever <laughs> oh they do damn that guy's a baller <laughs> mm-hmm. i suppose it's like anything but like this one struck me as particularly odd i don't know uh we then got to see quite a lot more of Project Eve. This was, uh, I think I mentioned this a while back. I think it was like a year or so ago we saw this come up. Um, it's a character actor game. Um, sort of very Bayonetta looking, but sci-fi, like with a sci-fi uh, edge to it. I think it's, it's it, it got a new name. It's now called Stellar Blade. Um, it's coming out 2023 on exclusively a PlayStation but probably a PC version. They described it as console exclusive. Uh, and I think it looks really cool. One to watch. Uh, and uh, Team Ninja are making uh, what I thought was going to be a sequel to Neo, but it's not. They're doing some other feudal Japan thing called Rise of the Ronin that also looks very cool. Go check out that trailer. Um, not really sure quite what the gameplay loop is on that, but it presents itself well. Hey, it's the yeah. year of feudal Japan. The year of feudal well, Japan. Two years. Yeah, because well, that's out <laughs> 2024. That's miles away. Uh, while, we're, while we're in Sony land, uh, PSVR 2 has been... Um, people have been getting some hands-on time with that, and people are coming away quite impressed with it. Um, 
It's a shame then that Sony then, like after everyone had said good things about PSVR 2, then came out and said, oh, by the way, it's not going to work with PSVR 1 stuff. There isn't, there's no backwards compatible route. Why, though? What, could, what would prevent backwards compatibility? Yeah, that's a really good question, because like, for games I imagine that use them, like, like the, the, I guess the, the most VR-like thing in PSVR was using the Move controllers, right, with yeah. the headset, which is not really mechanically different from having better controllers and a headset right yeah. it's okay yeah the the method of detection is completely different because it's using an oculus style inside out tracking now rather than the playstation i based i'm going to watch for the lights based tracking but you'd think the actual data would be the same more or less yeah pretty a position much. in space yeah <laughs> Why can't they make a yeah like some kind of translation layer in the way that PC has done that across all platforms, right? Pretty much any VR game on PC is pretty much adaptable to any headset because they all kind of achieve the same thing. Um, the only thing I can think of is games like Astrobot and Battlezone where your controller was in the space, right? Because there's no way to actually track the controller now because they don't have the light, light bar, right? Um, and unless, unless secretly the DualSense did have something on it that the headset could see, um, but maybe there was a way of adapting that because it could have done hand tracking in some way. I guess, like if they were being really fancy, or you just like um, strap the motion controllers onto your hands while you're holding the actual controller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there perhaps was a route there, but I can sort of see that being the weakness of the system. And like, but then they could have curated to be what games will work and yeah, what games some don't. Some of them would still work. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a bummer. That feels like a um, an odd thing for them to do. It basically means like if anyone's got a VR game out, they need they're going to have to port it, whatever that means, to, I mean, to PS5 and maybe, PSVR2. Maybe, maybe those people actually like that. Maybe the, maybe the VR developers actually like the fact that they might have to make some more money well, <laughs> using yes, the same product. That is true. <laughs> But that kind of sucks, also, doesn't it? Like, like, just like I'm gonna have to buy the same game again if I want to enjoy it better. Well, yeah, but how much better? In that, in that case, if it is just going to be ports, it's not really the the improved headset isn't really going to improve the game, really. Not necessarily. I, I think, yeah, in the case of Astrobot, probably not. Maybe less so in things like Moz, which I can't remember if it had a controller in the world or not. I can't remember what, how that how that worked, but um. Things like super hot VR and things that actually were like full on head and move controller experiences, they would benefit because the tracking wasn't perfect on yeah. those move controllers. That's like old ass tech at this point. Yeah, and it was old ass tech when PSVR came out. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's, a, that's a bit of a bummer. It just, um, and nobody really knows whether or not. PSVR 2 can currently be hacked in some way to work with PC. That has been that question mark has been floating around. It's like, well, if I bought one of these, could I use it with my PC stuff? Like I can with every other headset other than PSVR 1. <laughs> um, and Sony haven't answered that question either. Because they won't. <laughs> of course they won't. So anyway, yeah, PSVR 2 probably... It sounds pretty good tech-wise, but... Right, yeah. But yeah, they dropped a little bummer. A little bum nugget. <laughs> Gross. Uh, right, let's talk Nintendo. They did a thing. They done a thing. <laughs> yeah. Several months late, but they done a thing. Yeah. I mean, 
several months late from what what we would have assumed would be the most important one of the year. But I mean, I guess they have done ones in September before. Yeah, just that's normally true. after the one in June. Yeah, it's like they skipped one, right? <laughs> the this least year. one, probably two. Yeah, it's been I'm a not- long time. I'm going to say don't get too hype. Well, no. I've I've seen some online commenters actually call this the worst Nintendo Direct ever. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either, <laughs> but like, I wouldn't say it's a strong outing. Um, yeah. The, for the one thing... It was funny, given that he's a big Nintendo fan. <laughs> he was not comparing it favorably with the Sony one. I, yeah, I think he might be right. Um <laughs> I mean, I, I'd watched that rather than the direct, but it was seen to be mostly farming simulators. Yep, there were five. <laughs> I counted them five farming games. Well, some of them are sort of like farming and action best, RPG yeah, crosses. Less farming, but like, yeah, five farming games. <laughs> Once again, and when I say farming simulator, I mean like uh, Harvest Moon, not yeah, not um, farming simulator, not farming simulator, yeah, yeah. not driving tractors around. Once yeah. again, it's the same thing that happened with Battle Royales, where like the mate, all these other companies have turned up too late. I was going to say the mainstream, but they're actually kind of all indie, really. Apart Most from, like, of them. The Square. Square did. Square didn't Square like have three of them? Well, like, they, like Square like had more than one farming game. But Square's <laughs> ones are the less farmingish ones. Right? Yeah, the yeah, indie yeah. ones are the more traditional like, Stardew slash Harvest Moon. I mean, one of them yeah. is literally Harvest Moon. Yeah, was it? Yeah, one. Yes. Uh, Story of Seasons is back, right? Yes. Which is now what Harvest Moon is. Called. Yeah, um, Harvest Atelier was that the square, square one? one. one what was the other one? Was it like Atelier Rising or something? Yeah, I mean that series has been around for a while. Was, is that Square? Uh, I square adjacent so. Rune Factory. That that's yes, farming. Factory, another classic. That's. I mean, that was a remake. In fairness, like yes. Rune Factory Three. <laughs> Although um, they did in that announcement also announced they're going to make new Rune Factory Factories. 5 or whatever it is, yeah. A lot of farming games. Some other one. I guess Ooblets is out, so we didn't get to have that one on there as well. That's not exactly a farming game. It's got a bit of farming. A little bit, but not really. It's got a little bit of farming. <laughs> I think Nintendo's found their niche and it's farming. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even get... You know, Disney Animal Crossing, which you could argue is farming in some ways. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Boy, it, it got real dull. It was the problem. It's like, like, well, oh my god, it's I another think, one. <laughs> there was another like presentation this year, I think, that we said the same thing about another type of game, where it's just like they all run together. Which is like, this is another one of these. Yeah, oh, I remember. I try to remember what presentation that was, but yeah, they went through like a block of all of the ga- same games of the same type yeah. being together, and it was just like I can't tell them apart anymore. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what that was. Showing up late to the party. Yeah, and then you know, in probably. Maybe next year, maybe the year after, Horns of Chocolate Tear will come out and, and, and everyone, will be, <laughs> right. everyone will move on immediately. Yep, we're, we're done with Stardew. We've got chocolate now. <laughs> uh, we are getting a new Fire Emblem game. Well, oh, yeah. Obviously, they're continuing to grind those out. Yep, Fire Emblem. Intelligent Emblem's. Systems are continuing to not to make Advanced Wars, goddammit. Do you know Intelligent Systems made one of the Mario Karts? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. I only, only found that out recently. Was it Mario Kart, one of the... the Mario Kart Seven? I think they were yeah. heavily involved oh, with. Really? Yeah. What happened with the uh, Advance Wars? Like um, re- one plus re- two. Issues? That's that, that yeah. still hasn't come out, has it? I mean, I think they re-announced it last 
last Nintendo video. Yeah, thing. they mentioned it was being delayed. Well, no, I meant. I, I think there's time. been one after that where they re-announced an actual release date. Yeah, it's, after it's, they said delayed. I think it's pushed out of the year though. But um, yes, but it is still happening. It's, yeah, it will I happen mean, eventually because it's basically done. Yeah, it's, it's just it, whether that you it, know is enough of a success for them to want to make new Advance Wars. I suppose I don't know if that's the problem. <laughs> I think the problem is that they're just stuck making Fire Emblem more than there's no demand for Advance Wars. Yeah, intelligent <laughs> systems are. Yeah, the Fire Emblem's still selling too well, so it's just. They have no need to do advanced wars from a business perspective. That's the problem with like I was reading, watching this video actually, where it's like I think Did You Know Gaming did a sort of breakdown on where Nintendo are right now and why certain franchises don't turn up, and it's it's simply because most of the franchises you you like nowadays can't possibly be made by Nintendo internal studios, and it requires third parties to step up to the plate to do. You know, like Platinum stepping up to do Star Fox, not a great example, um, right. but because um, uh, yeah, most of the studios are semi-independent and they kind of have to have the capacity to make those games. And most of the studios that they work with don't have capacity. Hmm. But that doesn't mean like that I, was through that that like, I learned that the Animal Crossing and Splatoon teams are the same damn team. Who'd have thought? And right, because that must have been a lot of work to make the Animal Crossing game. Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about whether or not it was a lot of work to make Splatoon 3 a bit later. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're getting a new Fire Emblem. They made it sound like we're only getting one Fire Emblem version this time as opposed to multiples. Well, except the main character with that like half and half hair colour style. Yeah, what's that about? That suggests something else. Because, yeah, like, was it the last two or three fire, major Fire Emblem releases have been like actually more than one game? Yes, yeah, so in one case, three games. Yeah. It was getting a bit much. I would... If it was a simplification into just one, I think that's wise. Well, I think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was better like that. Yeah. And also, like, I don't... Well, uh, the other thing that I maybe liked more about this video is, like, they're going back to single units again. None of that weird, like, army stuff from the last one. Right, yeah. Because I thought that... Well, I really thought that kind of ruined the style of <laughs> Fire Emblem mm. when they tried to make it have these weird like fake armies it still had the sort of advanced wars thing right where a dude on the map could represent like a few dudes in the like cutscenes, right like um mm, well about the the like three like infantry could be like several guys not in any of the other games oh really like oh, it's okay. just those three was it just three houses all oh, right three houses and the and i think the one before that right the whatever that was for oh, I've forgotten. <laughs> the one that corin's from right <laughs> But yeah, I didn't like that style. I preferred the single units. But I mean, it functionally exactly the same. Sure, it's just a presentation <laughs> thing. And I don't know about like what they've shown of the story of this, where it's like, okay, so... Marth. Yeah, I mean... They, it's all about Marth. They're just going to keep reusing the old characters again. I mean, at least... I mean, you know, you can come up with reasons for it. But the thing is, they've already they've already done that multiple times. Like, the one I played on the 3DS, you can be like... You know, weird. You had, I don't know what you'd call them, like 
ethereal battlefields or whatever where you'd go and fight with the heroes right. as as like regular units and mm. it was just like a side mission chain or whatever but now they're being integrated slightly more into the main story i guess well i mean Martha's was in almost every scene of this trailer so like i i assume he's critical to whatever this is well i don't know because like you get the rings apparently is how you summon these uh, sorry, how you summon the other ele- Fire Emblem characters. Uh-huh. But, you know, the Fire Emblem is still a thing also, which is the main MacGuffin of Fire Emblem. <laughs> I, explain to me what that is. I don't, I don't think I know what the Fire Emblem is. Well, in the, in the game that I played, it's a, it's a shield, and it has, like, five slots on it for the five different coloured gemstones that you need to beat the evil dragon or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, traditional <laughs> fantasy RPG MacGuffin stuff. Right, because they alluded to the heroes being called emblems in this yes. trailer, right? Is, we- that, is that a thing? Is that normal? Well, or? I don't know if that is normal. I don't know whether they've ever called that before. But huh. then also they mentioned where it's like, maybe this game takes place a thousand years in the future. From, right. from like, when, though? Like, mm. from the other Fire Emblem games? Because, you know, they still fight that fucking dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that dragon keeps coming back, and then you keep using the fire emblem to deal with it, but then it keeps coming back. So mm. you know, when fire emblem timeline not quite as fucked up as Zelda timeline, but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. The rings and the emblem do seem to still be separate from what from what what it appears, unless maybe the rings go in the emblem holes, <laughs> put <your> things <laughs> in holes. <laughs> Fire Emblem. Yep. You gonna uh, be tempted by this one because you skipped three houses? Well, yeah, sli- slightly more. But I, you know, you, are you into all that? Like, do you just want the strategy, or do you like the mix of the strategy and the character nonsense? Well, the character nonsense in the one I played was. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds way too reductive. I don't know if it's good. I mean, everyone says it's good, but like, I mean, the character nonsense in the game I played was like the old school version of it before it got like full on like a town that you walk around whatever mm. the game i played it was just you know dialogue cutscenes. right yeah this person wants to talk yeah i suppose it's what a little bit like i think didn't valkyrie chronicles do that where it's like you could be like go talk to this person kind of yeah but yeah i mean it's it, it used to be much more of it was just like a, a mechanic more than a, than a like conversation you'd have the conversations but you, you only like you're just paging through that and then they get buffed in the next <laughs> right, when you pair them up <laughs> they have a relationship and then they work better wasn't there like a choice tree or anything in that or like kind of like, like what people had what relationships was mm. slightly important to what, what combos worked better and then what like and then once you got to like having the children have inherit inherit the abilities of the parents so you had to choose which pairs yeah yeah gave the best stat combos or whatever i'm not sure how how that it, or if that even went into those into games after the one i played because mm. in the game i played obviously there was in, like explicitly time travel involved yeah, yeah so you yeah. could have the kids and, and also the, kids the adults up, yeah. <laughs> in the same timeline <laughs> What are those called? That's, that's really annoying me now. What were what called? The, 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 the pre three houses emblem games. I remember what the no. one I played was. Was that the one where there was like two you could buy, and then if you bought both of them, you'd get the third? No, that was the one after that. That's the one with Corin. Oh, okay. So, the, okay. So, you're two before three houses is the one you're talking about. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. It's still happening. Where's my boy Roy? Oh, you'll probably be there. <laughs> my boy. I mean, they have already had Ike, so you know. My, my other boy. Obviously, Candyman's my boy. Yes, obviously. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, Octopath Traveler. That thing. It's getting a sequel. What? It's not It's not called 16 no. Path. It's. Uh... I mean, there are still eight of them, again. <laughs> yeah, it's still Octopath Traveler. And someone pointed out, one of the reactions I watched of this pointed out something that I hadn't even realised which was apparently also the same in the original one of the path, that the, the, all the, the eight characters, the first letter of their name spells Octopath. Oh, I never noticed that. <laughs> I was like, that's real dumb. Uh-huh. Well, that means I you have to come that. up with two characters whose names start with O. <laughs> that's a problem. True. That is true. I can tell you that trailer, oh my gosh, standout character from that trailer, and I can remember this quite clearly, a guy called Particio... <laughs> whose whole like one bit of voice dialogue they get uh i'm hitting the road and i'm and i'm not stopping until i like end that devil called poverty <laughs> and it's like wow that's a challenge yeah just, <laughs> and they make him sound like a pot what so he's like an anti-poverty cowboy <laughs> like what's going on here well he's the merchant right so he's like yeah i'm gonna end <laughs> i'm gonna end that a, devil called poverty he's a communist <laughs> <laughs> he's a communist <laughs> I'm not go. coming home until poverty's over. Oh, that's it's so weird. But it's it's, it's like it's one of those it's a like, noble goal. It's a clearly I mean. terrible translation, but it's brilliant. I don't know if that is a terrible translation. <laughs> I think that was a that's a, it's a because he has a be legit you, weird writing. What he would call like a wild west aesthetic. Yeah, he did. So I I would that have said devil. that's the kind of line that some like Western merchant going out into the into the American Western set up shop would kind of say if, if, to be dramatic about his goal I'm going to get out there and sell shit to people <laughs> but to end pop, I'm going to sell to end poverty I don't get it <laughs> I don't get it so weird anyway February 2023 you'll, you could have yourself some more Octo travelling paths get some it's about time we had another theatre rhythm game don't you think is it though? I mean, <laughs> we're getting one anyway. Oh well, yes. Uh, final bar line. I'm, the thing about this is that I'm, I was looking at it, trying to work out how it plays because obviously controls, it was touch controls, right? Before. Well, yeah. Sometimes, like you can play it with just the buttons, mm. but like with the, it was easier to use the buttons in the battle mode where it's like the the symbols are just scrolling in. But then once you go into the travel mode where you have the wiggly lines that you have to follow, that's mm. easier to do with the stylus. Yeah. And generally the travel mode layouts are like simpler. Like there's less icons to hit, which also makes it better for stylus because you don't have to keep others hard. Mm. Whereas the battle ones are much more dense. So I like, and I was looking at, the video of they where they show the icons coming in and everything and i was like i was trying to work out how that's going to control because there's definitely it had the the icons where you have to push a direction but it had them going it had arrows on them that seemed to show that you you would push like in both directions like outwards oh weird so i'm wondering if maybe this is touch controls like you're on the edge of the screen on both sides huh that would be weird yeah or is it dual stick in some well way yeah it or... could just be dual stick 
but yeah, whether they whether they will use touch controls or not, I don't know. Because also, you know, the Switch doesn't have a stylus. No, <laughs> it would just be fingers. I'm hardly surprised they didn't. It well that it is a Switch game, right? Like, and they haven't announced it for mobile primarily. Mm. It strikes me as a game that they would probably be like, especially in the Japanese market. Like, I guess that. It would find a natural home there. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it already has come out on. Maybe a, I'm sure a theater of a game already has come out on mobile. Yeah, probably. We never heard of, but probably like filled with microtransactions. I guess like, <laughs> it's not like it's, this game isn't also filled with some well, microtransactions. Well, isn't it like like the base game? Like, I guess they also want to charge sixty bucks for it, right? So sure. it's like the um, isn't the base game like it's got all of the Final Fantasy content, and they then came out and said. But we're also going to be bringing in other Square stuff well, as, I think as the DLC packages. I think like, also... You love that music from Nier Automata? Because who doesn't? It's great. Um, yeah, that we're going to put that in here as well. Well, I think they said there was a there's a deluxe edition first that has more of the Final Fantasy music. So maybe oh. not 100% of the Final Fantasy music is in the base game. Right. Then there's a deluxe edition with like the rest of the Final Fantasy music. And then there's the DLC packs for various other... But that may also include Final Fantasy yeah. music. <laughs> I mean, it's worth noting, like, I'll give them some credit here. It's like, yeah, okay, it looks like theatre rhythm again. Yeah. And it doesn't look like they're doing anything hugely new or different and whatever. But, like, that song list is pretty enormous. Yeah. Even in the base game, it's like hundreds and hundreds, literally hundreds of songs. And it's like, that's kind of impressive. I mean, it's not super. Depends how many of those like they're just like bringing in and like haven't changed well, yeah. the note patterns. It's not and that super kind of bigger stuff. than the 3DS one, probably. No, I don't remember how many songs there are in that. But it is for a rhythm game. That's big. I hope they. I don't know because, like, what I'm wondering is if the 3DS had space limitations. If they ran up against space limitations, because some of the songs in the 3DS definitely feel like it's like it's too short. Like you want the longer version of this song, which allows allows it to play through. In some cases, more of the song, and in some cases, like a slightly better version of the loop. Like it cuts too harshly to the loop, and you're like, "That's not right." I'd right. rather, I'd yeah. rather play through this loop twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they We're still have the whole while. fucking one win game angel as a song. So right, yeah, but just one loop. play one level for a very long time. I was about to say one loop, but that's long enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, isn't it like I don't know how I feel about that because we were talking about that weren't we a few weeks ago? Like how when you listen to soundtrack versions of music, it's like sometimes they loop it just that few too many times, and it's like I'm happy with it not looping. Thanks. Like well, even, do, it, do it the once and like fade it out or something. Yeah, I'm, have, I'm okay with that. You have to find a precise balance between like not enough depends on, too much. Looping. Depends on the and song. How long how the song is to start with? Definitely depends on the song. It's like um. It came up on my Spotify the other day, but the, I I still really quite like the soundtrack to Sonic and the Secret Rings of all things. Right, and it's um and yeah, but some of those like level musics they loop them like three or four times or something. I think on this soundtrack version, and it's like oh, that's a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> but then they end them properly, which is weird. Like right. I guess the original recording was that many times, but like it, it's strange. So the original recording has like the real ending, and they they just cut the loop out of it rather than it being a loop. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be weird. It's, it's, I mean, it is a loop. Like they do the same bit like two or three times, as I said, and then it's like, but they're quite long segments. 
and then and then they end it properly for the soundtrack version like i guess they recorded one loop with an ending and then for some reason for the soundtrack version they put the loop in and then, yeah i don't know it's weird it's too much they didn't need the loops yeah difficult problem anyway theorem it's happened uh unexpected news mm. on the uh, N64 Game Pass plus what is it not the Game Pass N64 expansion expansion pass thing um, Nintendo Online plus expansion pass that's it it's a little something yeah um, hey GoldenEye is actually going to come out on they somehow managed to license this thing oh not only that they're going to enhance it and make it playable Online. Well, I don't know if, they're out, if they are going to enhance it. They've, they've said online players. Well, online, online. Yeah. yes, but do you call that an enhancement? That's an emulation layer. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but I guess they have to do some work to add like matchmaking to it. And, well, like, or do they? Or do they? Is it just linked link to friends? But there's got to be some layer to do that. The work has to be done, right? It's, um... But not to the game. It's still the same game. Uh, yeah, I suppose I have to put hooks in to be able to be like, okay, I need to stop now and then actually connect up the players so you could do this. And that's yeah. mm, I don't know. Because do they, they need to detect when that's happened, I guess. Yeah, but on the emulation layer, it would just be like adding another controller to the emulator, essentially. Yeah, depends how they do it. Honestly, you might be right. That would be the laziest route. It would be to just like, uh, yeah, I have it at the emulation layer where it's like invite friend to act as P two. Yeah. In which case, they could do that across the entire N64 well, suite. Yeah, or, like, why, why limit it to just this? Um, For, like, Mario Party, which they bring all three of those. Yeah. Well, they kind of just want you to buy more Mario Party actual games. <laughs> Mario Party Superstars or whatever. Although those are coming to N64 Pass as well, That's right? That's what I said. Yeah. Bring all the Mario Parties. Why, what, how are those going to work in multiplayer? Yeah. Well, local. Well, yes. Are there any GoldenEye re-releases already? Um, uh, yes, kind of. Well, that's the weird thing about this announcement. Ones, right? there's, there's not been a true re-release of GoldenEye, the N64 version. GoldenEye was technically remade, but as a totally different thing on Wii. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but not in this form. Like, uh, like, because it didn't even come out. Yeah, it obviously didn't come out. Come out as part of Rare Replay. Well, um, yeah, right. That's, that's the weird thing about this announcement. Microsoft have announced that they're going to release GoldenEye into Rare Replay. Yeah, they have as, but as a remake. <laughs> as a no, it's well, still it's still the it's still the original, but it's not like it'll be running. They're they're taking a different approach. They're not enhancing it in the sense that they're adding features to it, but there are some minor graphical enhancements. I guess like fairly. I don't know about like a resolution that. bump. I think I think it might be closer to like the perfect dark thing they did, hmm. but but not not that far. If you see what I mean. But no multiplayer on Xbox. <laughs> but no online multiplayer. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo gets the exclusive multiplayer online, and, and Xbox gets the graphical. <laughs> so I guess this must be part of the, like the licensing that well, had yes. to go ahead, right? The two had to work together to get this to work in the first place, and then they were like, and well, then announced uh, it at the same time. Yeah. Also. Yeah, let's. Well, when there was a whole lot of at the same times going on because technically the Nintendo and the Sony thing happened on the same day as well. Yeah, and they had a they had a, an exchange on Twitter. I noticed where they both announced it, and Sony then sent to, sent a message to Nintendo saying, "Big day, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Goldeneye. 
Maybe they'll solve yeah. the frame rate problem. Well, like, no, not, I in mean, the, not in the Nintendo version. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. in the Microsoft version. Yeah. It wouldn't be the same game though if it didn't run at like two frames. And full of yeah. frames a second. <laughs> you get a bunch of prox wides going off, you want it to chug. And, and it would be impossible <laughs> yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah, you really do. <laughs> It'd be impossible to how. see where anyone was. Like that's kind of the part of the game, right? Like you can't see like more than fifty feet yeah. because everything turns into a mush. Imagine with the graphical updates, how difficult it's gonna be playing play my play where everyone can see you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not just a bunch of pixels in the distance. I mean, if you want that experience, you can play Perfect Dark. Or you, know. oh, you could just play as Right, that's what I was thinking of, was <laughs> the, no one the Xbox re-release of Perfect Dark, right? Yeah, yeah. well, they changed Joanna's face. Um. <laughs> was that in Rare Replay? It was not in Rare Replay, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. And, okay. and I've, yeah, I've, I've played that version. It's, it's a good version. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking, like, but GoldenEye won't be that kind of... I don't uh, think they'll go re- as far as what they did yeah. with the 360 version of yeah. perfect dark but um not perfect dark zero but perfect dark yeah, yeah perfect um, dark. Uh, i don't think they'll go that far but okay uh because it very much but, looked like the original n64 model on the yeah. very brief teaser they've shown of him walking out on the against you know the classic the classic intro yeah um, with the gun barrel did, yeah did, was it, wait didn't Microsoft show that? I don't remember. They've only shown that, as far as I'm oh, aware. Oh right, yeah, I, I I do remember because for some, I think when I when they showed it in the Nintendo one, it was like it was running at actual speed, and yeah. then the Microsoft one was like faster. Yeah, a little bit. Like I guess not limited. <laughs> or or like they reworked that intro sequence slightly <laughs> to make it slightly less slow because it does take a long time in the original N sixty version N sixty four version to like it takes a long time for it to actually pan him on the screen <laughs> when he's coming <laughs> right. back in the gun barrel. <laughs> yeah, they they cut they cut it just before he turns to shoot. Yeah. So it's like a still weird. Still weird. Uh I've got another note for another square game that's in the uh almost farming almost almost farming but, but not quite <laughs> but it's made by like the octopath traveler and project triangle no wait triangle strategy uh because it's got the same logo basically yeah. and Except- also a dumb name which is also how you do yep <laughs> i mean this is possibly the best name of any of theirs their ones so far it's called i don't know triangle strategy is pretty awesome but like this is called various day life <laughs> various day life yeah yeah. Just various day life. Just various day life, yeah. It's another one of those 2D HD aesthetic games. Um, is it, though? What, am I picking the same, same right thing? Well, I think or am I getting confused? Because some... Live Alive's in that, like, it's just come out and yes. that's in that aesthetic. I think it's half, maybe, because they show you it has that, like, 2D view of the town where you run back and forth and it's basically one long line. But then I think when you go out into, like, the battles, I don't think that is sprites any longer. Okay. Or am mm. I thinking or am I getting it confused with another game? I mean there was a lot of farming. Yeah. A lot of similar like generic RPG stuff along with the farming. Oh no, this is yeah, this is not in the aesthetic. This is more mm-hmm. uh yeah, this is almost I would say sort of edging towards um what's it called? Bravely default. Right. I guess. Yeah. Kinda. Kinda. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's made by that team anyway, so they get the they get the. It's got that sort of vibe going on. 
Square are really going deep, aren't they, with their sort of old school RPG stuff at the moment. Hmm. That's true. They've lent they've lent into it hard. I mean, I know that was kind of always their thing. Like, it's what Square are famous for, but it's like there was a, I'm sure there was a period where there wasn't so much of this, and now there's loads of it. It's because they they made the engine, and then they're like, yeah, Yeah. I guess we're going to keep using this engine. Even if they're not all the best RPGs, it is still kind of their Mm. their strength, isn't it? Compared to being a publisher for, well, yes. That's that's why they don't do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. There was some, I was. I had a theory about that actually that I didn't really realize at the time, but it makes perfect sense that one of the realizers, one of the reasons they might have sold off their Western studios, was because they might have been trying to position themselves to get bought by Sony, and Sony might not have been all that interested in those studios, or that would have made Square too big in order to be like a purchasable entity. So they shed some weight to try and make them a purchasable entity. That's the theory. A better reason than we needed this money to buy NFTs. Yeah, better reason than that, yeah. Oh, my God. Apparently that they launched a thing, like, attached to some, like, physical NFTs and physical toys. Some weird combination thing. Anyway, it's weird. Don't, don't waste your time looking at it. Um, Factorio's coming to Switch. Yeah, which confused a lot of people. I mean... A lot of people who don't know what Factorio is, when it suddenly turns up, and like I, a lot, of, a lot of the commentators that he's all talking about were like, "What is this? Some kind of another farm game?" It got grouped into the farm game. <laughs> oh wow! Situation. <laughs> it's like I mean, I guess kind of. <laughs> yeah. So how is the Switch gonna handle a larger level of Factorio or whatever? Well, like CPU wise. Yeah, I don't know because like obviously they'd already done all the work to make it compatible with controllers for the steam deck version sure and and actually i think they'd already i think they'd actually already done that work before the steam deck even came out (laughs) right and not for the steam deck i think they just done it anyway they made it controller friendly i think they had also like at one point i don't know if this ever came out they were talking about like a mobile version of factorio so they'd already done like a lot of touchscreen control work as well interesting So yeah, that part of it, not really a problem, but I don't know how it will manage manage with the processing. Yeah. I mean, you could just, you know, impose some limits on how big the level could be and that kind of stuff. I mean, limiting the map area, maybe, but you do still need quite a lot of space just for the way, like, the enemy's AI and stuff functions. You need some amount of space for that to with the pollution cloud mm. mechanism to have that even make sense. I mean, there is a setting in, in, in Factorio's world generation, you can choose, there's a setting that's just the island setting where it only generates like an island. So you, right. it has all the resources you're going to need and it has enemies on it, but it's a constrained amount of land. Mm. So, you know, you could run it like that. <laughs> but yeah. After seeing well, that, cool. I, I, I like I when I saw that, I was like, I want, can I, can I see what Factorio's controller implementation is like? But I'm not sure you can on just the base PC version. Like, I couldn't see if there was any options to like toggle it, or if I just plugged in a controller. I don't think that would do it either. Or maybe running in big picture and then launching the game. Mm. Like, it, I don't think you can toggle into controller mode in normal Factorio. I see. 
You kind of had to launch it somehow. Yeah. Or mm. if it is even in there at all in regular factorial, if it is fully restricted to, well, yeah, but I guess the Steam, must be the Steam Deck version can't be th- that different, right? Because uh, it's not really a separate version. It's just it detects that it's running on the Steam Deck. It must be there. Must be an option somewhere. But it's not in the options of the game. It must be like a launch option. Maybe it just works. Well, maybe. I'd... Maybe you just move a controller and it goes. Oh, I got you. I got you, bro. But it doesn't. It there's no like controller bindings or anything mm. on default. I guess I should have just plugged in the controller and see if it see if pressing a button would do anything. Victoria and switch. <laughs> Slightly odd, but I guess follows a theme vaguely. Uh. Miyamoto turned up to troll us all. Well, um, uh, in the traditional way of the troll and the anti-troll. Yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> hi, I'm Miyamoto. Let's talk about some stuff. Like, 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 let's talk about the Mario film very briefly. Say so it's still happening. Uh, let's talk about oh, yeah, I'm busy about working on theme parks because they're still happening. Uh, just bring, are they just bringing the same theme park to other places in the I mean, world? Presumably. Yeah, I think it was going to Universal Studios Florida, right? Yeah, as opposed to the Japan one. No, I think they said LA, didn't they? It's Hollywood. Oh, right. Oh, yes, oh, no, yes. Hollywood. No, you're right. You're so right. It's yeah. Universal's there, isn't it? Yeah, you're, you're. Yeah, that's right. As well. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, <laughs> and then it was like, right, let's talk about video games. Have you guys looked at Pikmin Bloom? <laughs> and, and, and to which, uh, apparently, if you were following chat at the time during no. the direct. People lost their shit. <laughs> it's just like, like, why are you doing Miyamoto? Well, he's doing his thing. I mean, yeah. like, like, surely, surely that game can't be that that like not hugely popular. Well, no, I meant why would why would Nintendo care enough to do that at this point? His time, like that yeah. game is quite old already. It's been, out, it's been out over a year. Yeah. Hmm. It was yeah. It that's a very un Nintendo thing to do to just be like, not that we're announcing new features for Pikmin Bloom or anything like that, just to be all like, remember Pikmin Bloom? Yeah. Remember this? Maybe and unless they were just trying to use it as a setup to announce Pikmin Four, but in like a weird like, in, in like an overly extended way. Mm. Like if we we can lead in with Pikmin, Pikmin Bloom talking about the last Pikmin thing we made and then move on to Pikmin Four, but then they like made the Pikmin Bloom a bit too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually just talked about it yeah and then and then and then, a, and then a nothing trailer teaser thing to say by the way we're actually making pikmin 4 <coughs> yes which you know was like nine years ago since pikmin 3 now so fair enough i guess <laughs> i guess Sometime next well, year. Well, that's that's out. I mean, this is good news, right? Well, if you like Pikmin, hopefully, if they <laughs> if they make it work better than I, because I didn't like Pikmin three at all, as we discussed on the podcast, Did because it, of the way yeah. they fucked up the control systems. Yeah, because you played the demo. Yeah, you played the because it was originally a Wii U game, right? And it lent into using the 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 well, Wii U's the screen. Pad. Yeah, and also motion controls. Right. And then obviously, it's all motion controls when they forwarded it to Switch. Right. Oh well, not all motion controls. There's still a lot of buttons. Mm. On won't be on Switch, will it? No, I think they'll have to have a controller-based system. Yeah. You know, a more traditional system. 
Yeah, especially for the undocked mode, right? Well, for well, for right? docked mode. Well, no, primarily the controllers right? yeah. still have motion controls. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, That's what the Pikmin 3 demo just told me, where it's just like, why would you even have the motion controls for this? So was there not a mode to like just not make that a thing? Or was it like pointer-based then? Is that like how it worked? Or Well, I, I was trying to remember how it actually worked, cause, and then I listened to that podcast as well a bit, <laughs> me talking about it. But like, it was this weird like hybrid system where you it had like a lock-on, and then the motion controls only like changed... It, like, it locked the reticle to a straight line and then the motion controls moved it further out or in oh weird and then if you locked onto something that changed changed it differently and then like the lock on was dependent on which way the camera was facing so like if you were already locked onto one thing but your camera was pointing at another thing if you press the lock on button again it would move the lock but you didn't really see the cursor because it they would, the cursor would remain where it started and it was I'm, just really awkward i'm so confused right now <laughs> why make it that weirdly complicated yes i didn't i didn't really see is it a nintendo like strategy like <laughs> <laughs> maybe but yes yeah, so that's what i said about pikmin 3 at the time where i was just like just i was perfectly fine with the really restricted controls of the original <laughs> yeah pikmin 1 i still maintain pikmin 1 is possibly the best yeah of the lot i mean pikmin 2 was pikmin 2 is good basically an expansion for pikmin 1 yeah <laughs> but once i got to pikmin 3 and started messing around with these other control schemes i don't think it worked as well and also, the one thing that I, when I listened back to that podcast, I immediately remembered it was like, oh yeah, was like how they made like weird decisions of the controls where they consolidated multiple things onto one button, but it actually made it less convenient. Mm. Like split when splitting to splitting your Pikmin groups was then became like a radial menu instead of just one button press, and it's just like that's just <laughs> way more awkward. But yes, I mean Pikmin works in theory the other trouble of course with to some extent two but also three was just like inventing new ways to use the mechanics and i'm not sure they entirely succeeded pikmin one succeeded just because of it being a new thing mm. and like it was simple and like it didn't it didn't try to do anything ridiculous and then once you got the pikmin 2 it was like okay they've advanced the ideas slightly by making those underground segments where it like removes the timer right which yeah. allows you to do more complicated puzzles and mm. moving things mm. around and more complicated yeah. combat but also makes it kind of less convenient to play because the timer kind of gives you a nice stopping point whereas yeah. when you go to these dungeons underground which have an unknown number of floors it's like, like I might be here for two goddamn hours yeah settle in boys <laughs> and there was no way of saving mid-run no because you only save at the end of the day yeah so that's, that, that was kind of frustrating and I don't know what the exact structure of free was because free had the I think free had the the time limit was you had the day night cycle, obviously the same normal daytime limit, but then you also had like the meta time limit of like you were running out of food, basically. Yeah. So you had to harvest the food, which was the thing you were trying and to collect, which made it entirely possible to lose yeah, Pikmin, which was early. which was quite. I mean, that's why I never finished that game. I got to the point where I got behind and realized I was a bit behind. Right. You were never and then, and then was just like, yeah, and then stopped and didn't start again because it's like i can't be asked for this because this was in the phase where nintendo were sort of having well they were trying to position the gamecube as having slightly smaller games right for, yeah uh, it's at the start at the start like luigi's mansion was supposed to fall into that category yeah. and um 
we're like we'll put out more smaller experiences and hence why pit that was why pikmin had this like end state i suppose to yeah. make you do it again um not sure that was the best idea it added some tension and it added some story i suppose but like ultimately it's what put me off that game um And I kind of like Pikmin. That's that's sort of a problem, right? <laughs> like I like it, but I w- wish I could just sort of like roll back in time to be like, okay, where did I mess up? Mm. Can I can I restart from there? Yeah, save files. Yeah, <laughs> but then that's too much of a rollback in some cases. When like you've moved on by like three hours, but then you realise oh, I'm behind, and it's like mm. I need to roll back the last f- four days or several something. days. But it's better than starting the whole thing again. Yeah, maybe. But then the start of that game is quite lovely, so, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's actually... Arguably, I've played the starter Pikmin way more than anything else yeah. because in the first few levels are the better ones. Yeah, Once you get to the later levels, it just becomes stress. <laughs> right. Too many hazards and too many enemies. But then that's most games. Well, yeah. <laughs> it gets harder, and therefore it gets stress. I mean, that's kind of why I liked the early parts of Pikmin 2 more as well because it's like the early underground caves where it's not too complicated and it's not too much combat it's mm. like these are actually sort of interesting Pikmin puzzles do you think there's a way of coercing Pikmin into being more chill but still have legs well yeah maybe I was I was just thinking like what if what if you just got rid of the day-night... Well, not got rid of it, made the day-night cycle completely free-form and just, like, made it almost an open-world fitting game. Hmm. Like, don't have it so you have to retreat at night, make it so you can play at night, but maybe, like, there's different mechanics. Yeah, that Like, different Pikmin operate hmm. differently at night or something. That could be cool. That would be cool, yeah. So Boy. you could just keep playing for as long as you want, keep getting stuff, less restricted time limit. Yeah, but you have to do it... <coughs> a, yeah, you have to go about your business in some... It would have to be quite radically different, I think, like to keep the world make sense. Well, I mean, if you make because that was the whole point, right? You went at, at night, so much stuff came out that it would just eat you. Well, sure, but I mean, we could, you could already could you mitigate that? You could just could like, it be like dying light and like the zombies come out, but you can deal with it if you can deal with it. Well, yeah, or you could just make up some Pikmin excuse where it's just like the ecology of the planet is dying, so there's less enemies than there used to be, or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, some. Uh, <laughs> some some uh, cutting satire. I mean, that's what Pikmin does, basically. But yeah, I mean, it, you could even, even like, if you made it a more open world game, you could still even keep the sort of level structure by just making, so the map would be one interconnected thing, but because of the way you have the barriers, you could just have the different zones separated by barriers that are only destroyable after a certain amount of progress or whatever, mm. in the way that individual areas in the original levels were yeah yeah so you could even massage it into being one big interconnected world with, just, but we're still with different landing sites just, just so have, it'd still give you a reason to occasionally withdraw everything you just have glow pikmin well you, you sure. have to put leave them in places to cast light otherwise you're like if you walk out a bit like the miasma zone in crystal chronicles yeah, exactly. right it's like if you walk out of it you're in trouble yeah you just have a have a have some of those with you and if they die off you you just have to you, lay you're real boned yeah but you could bring like your normal Pikmin, I suppose, as well, if, yeah. as long as they're in the zone. Yeah, that could work. Yes. So there, I mean, there's a lot of options, but that's probably not what they're going to do. They're just going to make another Pikmin game. They're going to make another <laughs> Pikmin. They're going to they're going to do a Nintendo-like thing. It's probably going to have horrid controls. Yeah, possibly. Uh, 
Well, yeah, we're not even done with Nintendo. <laughs> well, not quite. Although I don't think there's a huge amount to say here. We now know what <laughs> the sequel to The Breath of the Wild is now called. And that is Tears of the Kingdom. Which some people are saying is a little little close, a little close to the bone in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was just a coincidence. Yeah. A, a little yeah. unfortunate. I mean, yeah. But the structure of the thing of the thing <laughs> is kept. I'm and a- I guess breath and tears are kind of face thing, related face, hu- <laughs> Rob's you know, topic. Hu- human things like yeah breath of the wild three face of the princess like <laughs> clearly it's not as good a name as breath of the wild but, but no no it, it works it's mm, yeah I, I, i'm not king on the name it's not it's, it's pretty weak but uh but it's okay um yeah uh, like i don't know the, my biggest problem is that Every time I see what this game looks like, and not just the cutscenes and the like, the reveal trailer is still probably the coolest thing that they've shown us so far. Like, I don't know, is it is it a little too Skyward Swordy? Maybe. Yeah, and like, is isn't it... Skyward Sword like the worst? <laughs> yeah, but the Skyward Sword is the worst for like mechanical issues, not because of like the way the world is. Mm. <laughs> So because there's a bunch of floating islands doesn't mean it's going to be a bad game. Yeah, I guess it depends how you get a, get around, right? That's the well. They showed that the stone bird thing, stone, stone bird thing that you that he lands on, and the way he lands on it, superhero jump. I'm suspecting that you just summon that, like it's a oh, okay. ability, like when as you're skydiving, you just spawn it under you because the mm. way he falls onto it so casually. That would be fucking impossible to do in, in actual gameplay. Right. I reckon the camera is panned up and you don't see its spawn animation oh, as he falls onto it. Gotcha. <laughs> Interesting. Do you yeah, think like, that the, would float, make sense. the floating island thing kind of rule, ruins the whole line of sight awesomeness of Breath of the Wild's like of that original single world. landscape? Well, yeah, because you're always up in the sky. Well, but you have a different line of sight. You're looking at the other sky islands and assuming that the. the Stone bird glider thing is maybe freely controllable. It maybe wouldn't maybe. be that bad. Yeah, it doesn't look freely controllable. No, it's it hard to pre- tell. Yeah, we can't tell anything yeah. from that trailer, really. No, um, no I suppose um, you can tell a few things. I mean, but, the trailer also yeah. shows the like the time reversing thing is probably going to be one of the other ways to get to the Sky Islands, where you grab onto a rock and then time reverse it up. Huh. But then they already yeah. showed the like weird water anti-water droplet thing before mm. so yeah, I'm, I'm, sucking I'm imagining sky, that probably there's going to be a combination of both of those like maybe you have to find a rock to time reverse to get up there the first time and then after you turn on the like water droplet thing you can use that instead or something mm, possibly maybe Oh, I see. So the rock goes up the one time, but then it unlocks a. Kind or the of rock goes up in like an inconvenient teleport. place, and then you find like the the, the more convenient, more convenient yeah, drop way. location. Yeah. But then you know you've got the tears aesthetic. Yeah, the and there's seven part. of them. You know, seven so seven dungeons. Yeah, clearly they're bringing the dungeons back, which is what everyone. Well, was well, sort of temple things, kind of. I mean. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, full-on full dungeons. Um, they might be. It's hard to tell. I mean, obviously... It is. I mean, you didn't see any of them. But, obviously, I mean, the Sky just, Islands kind of give you a, a much 
easier way to do that in an open world because yeah, you could know it's a constraints based kind of like the divine beast where anyway i mean it clearly is the same hyrule modified but yeah. like it's like so they but they've said that it's not just the sky islands that are the new part that there is more yeah they, there's more a one shot in that in the footage in that trailer where you very briefly see like there's a cave entrance yeah and it's also it's also on a bit of map that's you know you can go there in the in breath of the wild and see that there isn't a cave there so it is explicitly a new cave yeah so yeah. those you know there might be an underground layer as well as a sky layer mm. but how much that you know how complicated it is no really and even then even if it was a big sprawling cave network it wouldn't be as fun as running around on the surface right well, in the sky maybe but you know the teaser, I suppose, was all underground, wasn't it? Mm. Well, initially, it depends whether that was just a brief. Like, yeah, that might just be yeah. like a sequence, almost. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's, maybe. It's I mean, true. I I bet that happens pretty close to the start of the game. Right? But also, like, there's oh, yeah. there's like you can see you can see what like obviously the the Ganon Malice thing comes out under Hyrule Castle, and then Hyrule Castle is floating. Mm. You see that in various places, but you can also see like the Malice is coming out of Death Mountain. So, yeah, that's like, true. maybe the malice is, like, the underground thing that you have to deal with. Right. So while you're in the underground, you're dealing with that, because it, it's flowing around And it, and it goes wrong, <laughs> and then hence why it's, like, everywhere. Well, yeah. And, and then, breaks the world apart. Yeah, and then when you're in the cave network, the malice is the main problem down there. So, uh, like, the sky will have sky problems, but the malice will be the underground problems. <laughs> Legend of Zelda, sky problems. Yep. <laughs> Ghost of King Rome comes back, so we can have we can have ghost problems. I mean, probably. It's, I'm just I'm like I'm wondering how it's going to deal with the start of that game. Are we going? Is it, are we going Metroid? Basically, are we going to lose all our powers mysteriously? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we, we, we've actually been asleep for another hundred years. Oh God! Yeah. Hopefully not. And we wake up and everything's like, what has happened? And there's still people. <laughs> clinging on to the potential of the time travel theory because <laughs> they do show like they show link wearing that the weird tunic costume again with long hair mm. and he's got like a really primitive looking axe equipped and it's like oh the time travel theory gets another tiny amount of yeah he might just pull that out of a lot <laughs> yeah, like exactly. you do right at the start of breath of the wild well no it's more primitive than that though it's like a full-on stone axe okay kind of axe so him and zelda accidentally find the temple of activate the temple of time <laughs> yeah or like link, link falls into the malice stream <laughs> comes yeah. out of the past. final fantasy happens and then his weird hand thing i mean my my preferred theory is still that it's, that we're getting the twilight again because that like some of the aesthetics of the, the stuff that we've seen looks like because on the logo where the bottom half of the master sword is like the green outline mm. that looks a bit like the twilight style but and less like the more like light green glowing that they're using for his hand and like the hand grabbing ganon and whatever mm. right and like the designer in the stone carving they show that that has reminds me of zant a little bit like with his weird cloak sure so I'm I'm hoping for Twilight, but I don't think it's going to be Twilight. I think we're in the minority in liking Twilight more than most people. I don't know. 
I think it's somewhat well liked. Yeah. It? It's just yeah, it's, it's not, just it's, that it's it, not a bad game. It's just like it was just seen one as of my like favorites, a, in fact. But yeah, and also, I think know, it was just in retrospect seen as like the safe, the safe option after people didn't like Wind Waker, and well, when sure. people look back, people like Wind Waker was actually great, and Twilight was a bit of a reaction to. Yeah, the, I guess the, it's the a, trolls it's, who didn't it's, like it. That yeah. might be why I like it because it's quite like I didn't get on with Wind Waker, like mm. and. Uh, uh, not because of its style or any of that. I'm not one of those people. Like I thought its style mm. was really cool, but it's like I just enjoyed Twilight a lot more than yeah. I enjoyed Wind Waker, and uh, 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 probably because it was more ocarinery, right, than anything yeah, else. Exactly. Yeah, because people were wanting ocarina, you know, next generation when Wind Waker came out, and were a bit disappointed, I think, and that's what. Yeah, Twilight was trying to redress, I guess. Mm. But it has its own thing. It has its own style. It has I its mean, own. I mean, they got Ocarina too, didn't they? <laughs> Technically, they got Majora's Mask. Oh, Majora, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. This is going to be more like the Majora of, yeah. of Breath of the Wild, is right? I don't, uh, I don't think it's going to be that as weird as yeah, Majora's Mask. I don't Mask. think it's going to be a weird sequel. I mean, I hope, it's not a, I hope it's not as weird as Majora's Mask, actually, but I want it to be a little different from Breath yeah. of the Wild. Um. Yeah, I'll have a slightly different tone. Yeah, I won't be as out there as Majora's Mask, guys. Yeah, it's true. The conversation around is this Nintendo doing their end of Switch play kind of a thing again? Like, is this the transitional game like it, like Zelda tends to be? What, as part of Zelda? Oh, like, yeah. you know, how Breath of the Wild was technically the Wii U to Switch transition I don't think if like, it's just i don't think that is as valid if it's actually just a sequel if it had been another completely new zelda game then yes but <laughs> as a sequel in breath of the wild i'm less convinced yeah but the, the switch will be six when this comes out sure. which yeah. is getting on a bit um by the way it's got a hard yeah. date may the 12th 2023 yep. said it um set your calendars to 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 link Uh, yeah, so anyway, that conversation is like surprised at like, where the hell is our new Switch? <laughs> Again. I mean, presumably it is coming, right? So yeah. It could be. could be around that time. They've got competition now, that's the thing. Like, Steam Deck is doing numbers. Well, and it's, is that um, really competition for the Switch? I don't know. Arguably. I guess. Arguably. Yeah. I mean, they've got, a, they've got a tricky transition to do, like, where they, they clearly have to make it a Switch and keep the name, but... And then do a new console and then really communicate what's compatible with what, you know. Switch you. Switch you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they'll put an extra I in it. So it's the sweet. <laughs> Presumably like, they, they'll do everything they can to avoid that, that that happening again, right? But it's quite hard to do. Switch, wonder who's, switch who's successfully done enough. that. If Just it, call if, it Switch 2, yeah. If you make it fully backwards compatible, maybe not forwards compatible, but like, like yeah, and just make it... The other consoles do just fine with just incrementing a number. I mean, well, what but does? <laughs> PlayStation has basically cornered that, right? Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, everyone everyone so, else comes up with they a don't have, They don't have a monopoly yeah. on numbers. Yeah. That would be cool if they just did that and just called or, it Switch 2. Even if they just go the sort of the slightly odd, even if it's like a really late half step, right, and they do Switch Pro, but like force 
a little bit like you know what our Xbox did with Xbone and and One X. Like uh, it'd be like you know you've still got to support Switch, but the Pro version exists. That I mean, even that would be a step in the right direction. Yeah, we've got so many Switch users. Why would we leave them behind? Like that's. Why do you need to make a new one? <laughs> yeah, which is which is in fairness why they've taken so long. I guess six years is a good lifespan. It's good. The time maybe may have come. I mean, the the main thing that you clearly want for Switch Two is for it to fit the same docks. You don't have to <laughs> don't have to buy that. Would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Save us some, save us, save us, make us some small amount of concessions to not have to buy everything again. Make it use the same Wii remote to even, I mean, Wii remote? <laughs> Switch Joy Cons. Joy Cons, yeah. <laughs> or at the very least, the Pro Controller. Well, yeah, you'd hope the Pro Controller. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll change much. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm thinking Switch Pro is more on the cards. I want the Switch Pro to be like the Circle Pad Pro, where it just like you just attach another small chunk of hardware onto the side of the Switch, and it makes it more powerful somehow. <laughs> on the bottom into the USB port or something. Yeah. No, like, well, I, want, I want it on GPU the rail. I want it on the rail, like you extend it, like move one of the Joy Cons further away with another chunk of Switch. It's not got a screen. It's just like it's got a computer. It's like a processor in there. There's no actual <laughs> communications line there. Well, it's like a like... cable that comes out of the bottom into the USB. Oh port. god! Oh god! <laughs> about how bad the Circle Fair Pro was. You want like one of those razor kits, right, that you slot your phone into? You put like it's a total wrap right. around? Yeah. You put the switch inside a smaller switch. <laughs> switch Inception. I mean, at least then you could use the click noise again. Yeah. Click. <laughs> Uh, that was Nintendo. I forgot to Nintendo. mention in the Sony thing, they showed another God of War Ragnarok trailer. And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know that that game's trailing all that well, if I'm being mm. like, but then I had the same problem with the last God of War game as well. I don't think it particularly, I think, well, actually, no, that showed better, I think. Like, possibly. I have no doubt I mean, it's going to be it an excellent really game, show, but like, it's like. I mean, the original God of War trails, I guess they showed the setup for the story, but they showed like that opening and like they showed the graphics were great they, they didn't the, really they sh- show what was going to be truly special about the game no i mean they showed the lake they showed yeah. the giant worm they showed the yeah um, um they, sh- they they had a combat trailer right of the early sections in the oh, game yeah. and the first troll fight or whatever that mm. thing was called i, I guess remember. that's a reasonable yeah so um, you, you got a decent slice. feel for what that is um yeah at least how it would play minute to minute not like the big scale of it which was also great Hmm. but like here we've not really seen any of that it's just like sort of story e stuff and it's like that's kind of fine I guess because we already know like players of the first game already know it's yeah. going to be that um, which is fine but yeah I just wanted to point out it's like some people are like yeah it's uh, I'm sure it's still going to be excellent it's still coming out this year like great good stuff but it's like I don't. I'm not sure those trailers are really showing new players, especially like why you need, why you should care. Um, yeah, 
I don't think. I wonder how many new players there really are at this point for God of War. Yeah, maybe. Well, and, and this is like a direct, more direct sequel than usual, I yeah. guess. So yeah. maybe they're not too worried about new players. I mean, it needs to. Like, I guess it doesn't need to sell more consoles, right? Because <laughs> PS5. Well, no, there's, there's both yeah. all of the consoles. All of the consoles oh, everywhere are still selling better than they need to. <laughs> it's amazing because they're so expensive and so mm. hard to find that it's amazing that they do so so well who are all these people with their playstation 5s i don't know they're huge <laughs> as well they are enormous. like it's hilarious seeing the bits five at, at host place and it's a slim version i know you yeah, don't need but they to but they're not going to not for a while yeah i, I mean it almost seems like it'd be worth waiting for that but and no i mean it's not going to happen anytime soon i mean i did that with my Oh no, I didn't. They didn't make a PS. Did they make a PS4 Slim? I can't remember. I'm not sure they did. No, I mean they made the Pro. Obviously, they made the Pro, which was even yeah, which was chunkier, and that's the one I've got. But yeah, I don't think there was a Slim PS4. So I guess don't hold out hope. No. Get your enormous white wedge, oddly shaped wedge. I don't know where I'd put it. Well, anyway, then again, yeah. I'm going to change what like, like all my furniture in the living room at some point. But it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> at the moment, I don't know where I'd put it. Cool. So we've done Sony, Ubisoft, Nintendo, and final thing to mention news newsworthy stuff: GTX GTA Six, big yeah. old leak happening. Yeah, someone, some big old uh, leak. But this isn't like it's quite a big leak, is it? But it's oh, yeah. not like Half Life Two, the whole game. No, they're not. They're, as far as I'm aware, the leaker hasn't uh, put out any, you know, source code to people or anything like that. But they look, there's been a whole load of like assets and videos and yeah, in development stuff that normally wouldn't get you know get anywhere near the door. Um, it's like. Doesn't that guy know what happened to that Half Life Two guy in two thousand and three or whatever? Like he's going to get destroyed or whoever mm. he is uh, by that, like by like the freaking FBI or whatever. Sounds <laughs> yeah, like, like he's trying to strike some sort of deal with Rockstar, given some of the like. He's right, like, like, that's going to backfire. Blackmailing yeah. them, right? Yeah, yeah, he's going to be in prison for quite I mean, a while. To their credit, Rockstar has turned up and basically been like. Uh, yeah, we had a we had a network intrusion event, and it seems like some of our stuff got stolen, uh, including the new Grand Theft Auto. Uh, so they were like, they are admitting that hey, GTA. Yeah. Not only is this from GTA, it, you, well, sorry, they're just admitting it's GTA Six stuff. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's like, not really a secret that they're making. The no, next. I think they have sort of vaguely said. Like they haven't done a big announcement or anything like that, no. or a tease or anything like that. But there's some like official art, isn't there, out out in the wild? Like they're not their standard like GTA sort of like looking box art sort of thing. The same sort of box art style they've had since GTA Three, I think. Like yeah, like some of that's been been out there already. Um, that was probably leaked as well. I guess I don't know if that was officially officially uh, released. Um, yeah. Of course they're making another gta of course they are and it so so the leak sort of confirmed the big picture things right like it is vice city right on miami is that right 
uh, at least partially. Yeah. I think that was in the leak. And a, a female a, protagonist. Female protagonist, yeah. So they, those are the big things, which we already kind of knew. Yep, heavily um, rumoured. So uh, I guess that's interesting. I don't see how Miami's not going to be a big enough city to sustain like GTA 6. So, I mean, maybe it is, but... I mean, it probably is if they do it like real scale, right? Because GTA 5 yeah. city isn't real scale, right? Like, no, but how do you make that fun? Like a real scale city isn't fun. You need to make it more dense with, you know, gameplay than a real city. So, Well, they can do whatever the hell they want. That's the point, right? They can yeah, I guess so. Just mush whatever they want in there. Because if you just have a real size city, then it would just take longer to get to <laughs> get anywhere. interesting yeah. things. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so... But I don't know what the other rooms were, but there's nothing else and, uh, that I can see from it that's in, kind of in, interesting. Um, but yeah, that's annoying that anything got leaked at all, really. But uh, I mean, there's no, no, no real no. huge surprises. It's kind of interesting in a way to see some of this, you know, any any kind of like production stuff, Kent, is, you know, depending on what audience you are, it's like it's interesting to see. Yeah, you know, I'd rather see that as like a documentary thing about a release game than I guess, like yeah. <laughs> something that people are trying to work on at the moment. I mean, Kotaku yeah. did put out a little thing saying it's like, hey guys, don't panic. All all games look like this at some point in their dev oh, cycle. Yeah, yeah. It's like, don't worry, this isn't this isn't GTA 6. Oh, this can't... is hugely in development GTA 6. And it's... Oh yeah, you definitely can't judge like graphics or anything. No, or, absolutely or, like, nothing. You can't base anything on what it is right now. It's... No. Not even announced, like you know, when it, when you're in that state, yeah. it's like they're cl- you know, and in Rockstar's statement, they were like, "Look, we'll share we'll share stuff with you when it's ready." <laughs> when it's ready, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh well, I mean, it's a thing that happened, I guess, mm. but yeah, not 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 a good thing, but not a disaster. No, definitely not a disaster. If anything, it and just reminds people that GTA Six is around. You know, is is going to, yeah. Right, that's the news, which is most of the podcast, I think. News! Uh, yeah, we've been on a long time, jeez. Yeah, uh, this is like an E3 episode or something. Should Apologies. We what we've been playing. Um, um, Zach, do you want to go? Well, fortunately, I have got even less to talk about this week than I did last week. Oh, that works out well. Uh, I'm just one, the only main thing, I guess, is... Um, well, obviously, I played more Zelda because of the power cuts. <laughs> so I'm con- I have been continuing to play Breath of the Wild. Get your battery power on. In preparation, I guess, at this point. I've got like mm-hmm. another eight months to finish this run. <laughs> because you hadn't had enough of it with like after 130 hours of stabbing. No. Uh, and then the other thing, I guess, I guess I've been playing Deep Rock again a bit mm. because, you know, there's an event happening, Oktoberfest. Oh, balls, right. Yeah, you've been missing out on double season XP. Oh, man. Get back in there. I've been missing everything this week, though. Well, that's true. <laughs> like, I need to play Rocket League at some point. Like, get this week's weeklies. Yeah, maybe. But yes, the Oktoberfest is a bit It's a bit of a, a kind of weird event. Like, you know, DRG's events are usually not super, you know, complicated. It's an assignment you get a couple of hats <laughs> and this time there's a new pointless beer to buy super which doesn't do i was hoping it would be slightly more interesting than it is actually because even the joke beers are kind of interesting 
But this one, this joke beer is like not even super interesting in its jokeness. Although it does have a funny name. Well, that gets most of the way there. Well, yeah, I guess. It's the best worst beer. (laughs) And it comes with a sausage. (laughs) In the beer. (laughs) Sign me up. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's it's a funny name and that and then a slightly funny animation and that's really it. It doesn't even seem to have a voice line attached to it. Oh, odd. Which is kind of a shame. But then when the like the actual event part of it is in the missions, you have to find the mug because like oh no, a freighter supplying all our mugs crashed, so you have to go and find the <laughs> mugs. <laughs> okay. But that's really, you know, that's quite a nothing. It's just like somewhere sure. in the mission there's a mug and you put it in, the, you deposit it and that's it. Put it in Marley you double XP. Okay. Or double season XP, is not it, double actual XP. Is it like like just one then? On yes, the, just one. Wow, that could be quite difficult to find. Not really. Okay. You tend, well, I haven't had a situation where we've actually had to look for it. We've mm. just found it just by walking around. And also when you get close, it it, there's a voice line that triggers once you get close. It's like, I smell some coffee or something. <laughs> and it pings the map. Huh. And then, like, when you dig it out, a swarm spawns. So, a sl- slight amount of content, I guess. I see. <laughs> but yes, there's not much to it apart from the double season XP, obviously. That's the mm. important thing. If you want to complete some more of the unlock tree before the end of the season. October first. Yeah. So I've been playing that with with someone else as well. Still, still only two player, which mm. I, you know, I I really want to get into some more. I know. The, like, I need to I need to try and coerce the Cambridge crew into playing some more. <laughs> I did play a couple of random online games. Where I was just like, let me just join some game and oh, see really? how this goes. Yeah, because you know, people say that the, the community is fine in Derg, but you know, I didn't I didn't experience really any community. It was just like we went in there, we did a mission, and we left, and that was it. <laughs> So like, no you're always to, playing with bots. No need to talk, particularly. No. In fact, one of the missions, there was literally no, not even any text text involved at all. We just right. did the whole mission. And then in the other mission, it was because it was a Dreadnought mission, there was like, are you ready? And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the whole dialogue of that mission. I guess was there, a, like, well, I suppose it's, I suppose it's not so much of a problem in Doge compared to something like, I don't know, Left for Dead, where you'd get one guy that would just, just dick around basically or just not be paying attention to what the rest of the team was doing and that was a real big deal yeah whereas in Dirk it's not really no you can no. get away with that I even like completely fucked up my loadout and I was just like that doesn't even matter like I was because I because I was spawning in as a class that I hadn't played for a while because I was like I, I had to be gunner because it was mm. on one of the servers where it's lo- where some they chosen to lock it to class right. yeah, yeah. so I was like oh I'm filling the gunner slot mm. But I, I'd forgotten that I'd been, I'd recently unlocked one of the frameworks for one of the gunner guns. So I'd been looking at another gun. Oh, I see, but not kitted it out. But or had, well, it still had a loadout on it, but it wasn't the loadout I would have chosen for this mission. Right, right. Like I had this, I had, it was the auto cannon. It, it was like configured for splash damage, but this was the dreadnought mission where you really want single damage. Yeah. But it didn't matter. It was just fine. Who cares? It's just DPS. Shoot, <laughs> shoot at the thing. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's definitely more interesting in, in more multiplayer, mm. more enemies. That's the main thing, right? Yeah, more madness. Yeah, well, I'll coerce more players back into it at some point. Well, you know, this event is a good time to yeah. coerce people. Yeah, give them an extra reason. 
I just need to put down my other problems. <laughs> That's true. Well, now you can talk about well, at least one of them, the uh, main one. At least one of them. Uh, quick shout out to Hollow Knight. I'm still working my way through that. Right. Just mm-hmm. haven't put too much time into it this week. Uh, but uh, that game is now pretty... Okay, the hardness is creeping in. It's getting tricky. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think the problems with it are starting to get slightly exacerbated like the world is world is sometimes too big where you have to go is sometimes not clear um the it's i think that game's just too big actually like i think that's its core problem i think it's too big and too long like i'm I'm actually losing a little bit of momentum with it now um not because i think it's like getting it's the content is getting any worse i think i'm getting a little tired um Hmm. uh Although I do, you know, you do still find things like I found the Colosseum of, well, for people that have played the game, I suppose I found the Colosseum of Fools was the last thing I stumbled across, which is actually kind of fun set of combat challenges. There's like three you can go through that are like set up events, and the arenas changing around you, and what's being spawned in around you, and it's they're, they're long fights, and uh, mm. I've done two of those out of the three. And the third one, I'm I get stuck in one particular spot all the time. Uh, I really need to see if there's a way, easier way of getting to it, like before I leave. Because if it's a pain in the ass to get to, it's like I don't want to have to haul my ass all the way back to it. If you know what I mean? Because mm. it's like this game has some fast tra- travel options, but it's like that's, sometimes that's the bigger problem. It's like I actually don't want to go there again because it's quite a trek to get there. Um, yeah, it's still real good, but it's just a uh, uh, yeah, it's starting to starting to wear a little thin now. Um, and I don't know if that's just a problem because it's the Void Heart edition I'm playing, which has all the extras in mm. it, like all the free updates they did to it are just all there now. Um, I don't know what's new and what isn't. It feels pretty consistent the whole time. It's hard, it's hard to tell. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm I'm working my way through it, but like I've I've put a lot less time into that in these this past couple of weeks because Splatoon three, and it's a uh, it's taking away all of my time <laughs> like to the to the detriment wow. of everything else um that's what it's for <laughs> yeah it's i mean i still love it it's between three like let me get out let me get that very clear before everything else i'm about to say before the rob I, review <laughs> before the rob review happens it's like i still okay. love it it's still yeah it's it's got its hooks in me deep and i'm playing it every day and i'm doing I'm like mm, mm so good it's so good uh like uh I'm, I'm so happy like that that they've made some like core changes like like salmon run is now 24 7 like there's no scheduling to it at all like uh they cycle out wh- how often you can get like do you remember the sort of like the balls you got out of it <laughs> like you're, yeah. you're the peas you would earn and then they would go towards the gacha balls and then the gacha balls would give you rewards those refresh uh, and every uh, and the level changes and the weapon loadouts change every thirty hours, which is a weird number, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so they they are cycling around relatively frequently, uh, which is nice because it takes you a bit long for one map. Yeah, I mean day almost, right? It's well, like you, yeah. you play it, you play it one day, come back the next day, then take a day off, and then <laughs> come back and do it the day. Like it's um it's enough, and it's uh. So that's okay. the the rest of the The rest of the scheduling is all pretty much the same as it's always been. Like it, the maps 
there'll be a two map thing on and that will rotate every two hours same with the ranked modes the ranks modes will change on, on the same two hour cadence that's all the same uh yeah it's difficult to know what to say else in praise of it like okay let, let me let's talk about the campaign like because like the campaign is like is interesting because they've mm-hmm. taken notes from the Octo expansion. I think it leans more on that. It's presented like all of the previous campaigns have been in, like there are areas and there's kettles you shoot and you go into a level. Um, but the, the the key difference here is that you no longer do have the option to do every level with every single weapon type. They've backed away from that, which was a thing in the first two games. Um, now the levels are uh, sort of specced out for specific weapons. Uh, some of them let you do three different weapons, um, so you can rerun them a little bit. But some of them are like, like, oh no, this is only going to work with this one specific weapon. Um, like, so you'll get like grenade only levels or curling bomb levels, and it's like, it's like, okay, clearly, I see what you were doing here, and that kind of stuff comes from what they were doing with an Octo expansion in Splatoon Two with these very more specific, like, challengey sort of levels. Uh, I wouldn't say it's been as creative as Octo expansion was just yet. Like I'm, I'm missing some of that kind of like, like weird and wildness of it. It feels a little subdued, I suppose, compared to Octo. Um, that said, it's still well made, and it's like it's still, it's it's just one of those again. If you see what I mean, like, and that's kind of the feeling that pervades most of Splatoon Three is that it's one of those again. Um, it's it's still great, but huh? It, mm, I can't shake that feeling that it's like perhaps they should have been more here, um, or perhaps, in terms of or just content or changes, like kind of both. Like okay, it's the biggest a Splatoon game has ever been at launch. Um, that's that statement that Nintendo made. That is true. It's got the campaign. It's got twelve maps for multiplayer. Yeah, uh, it's uh, and it's got the foot. It's got one of every weapon type, like right off the back, uh, off the bat. Sorry, like at the start of the game, um, that's all there. It's got the locker thing, you know. In terms of like, if you just add up raw features, okay, yeah, okay, fine. It's the biggest Splatoon game um, at launch. Uh, it, it's going to need more maps over time, and it's going to need more additions like it, it just has to because it's probably at the current i don't think it's as big as splatoon 2 ended up if that makes sense but because so little has really changed at its core it just begs the question why why is it why is not why is this not just like a super smash ultimate and like why is not everything here i know they want to eke it out over time and be like oh we're bringing this back and oh we're bringing back this but this time it feels artificial yeah because they could have easily just ported all the maps to Splatoon 2. It's because it's the yeah, it's nearly the same game. Like okay, the balance is a little different here and there. They've changed a f- few minor mechanics here and there. Um, all the specials, uh, you know, the weapon sets have all been mixed up. So like uh, Splatoon's thing is you never really get to choose your full loadout. You pick a gun, you pick a weapon set, which is your gun, your sub, and your special, and those are all predefined. Uh, that's still about, and they've mixed all those up because they've got new specials and they've rebalanced a lot of the specials. It's like apparently every special is in the game, but it's like uh, n- not the not all of the specials that you liked from the previous ones are going to be on 
the weapon sets they used to be on, if that makes sense. Um, if you're a big fan of those Tenter missiles, like you're, you're mm. fresh out of luck, there's, there's not many weapon sets with those in. Or the Ink Storm, there's like only two weapon sets, I think, that have the Ink Storm in it. Um, I do think one of the specials has been removed from multiplayer, like to be replaced with something that is way more powerful and annoying. Um, I kind of wish they hadn't done. Um, but for the most part, like, yeah, it's, it's just rejigged content, not hugely new content. Um, uh, so yeah, I would, I would have liked for them to throw everything at the wall. Salmon run in particular feels like a victim of that yeah because that oh. even had way less maps to start with it had way less maps it got the it got the least amount of support over Splatoon 2's life yeah yeah and so at the moment it has three maps which was mm. I think that was how many it had at the start of Splatoon 2 right yeah I think so so um, no, no and two of them are returning before. levels I think and one <coughs> and one of them is new right um uh and I, I forget where it got to they still didn't have many, right, by the end. Probably like, like six. Five or six, something like that, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, Sam, Sam, and, and you feel it in Salmon Run. I've, I've probably almost played more Salmon Run than I have any of the other modes <laughs> because it's so crazy addictive. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, but you feel, I'm feeling that problem already. Well, um, I, I would have said that you would feel it more with the one map rotation. <laughs> right, yeah, but you're playing the same map, of, like because it's the only map for that day. Yeah, yeah, and that that does that is that is a problem too. Um, but at least the, the sort of variety of waves does keep Salmon Run somewhat fresh mm. throughout the time. So it's it feels like they've changed they've changed the um, modifiers a bit. So like split so that like the the probability of a normal wave feels lower right than it used to. Like the probability of something weird happening is much higher. Um, uh, like for an high tide seems to happen way more frequently than it used to, which is really annoying because like I've, I've got myself up to a pretty difficult level or like, uh, already. And it's like high tide is next to impossible. <laughs> um, uh, at this point, um, but they haven't, they have added stuff to Samurai run. I should, I should be a little bit kinder to it. Like they've added a couple more, uh, boss salmonids so the things you have to do are a little more varied just under in a normal fight there's a couple more special events uh, they've added a, a, some some polish here and there in terms of the music and stuff like that and obviously the big thing is is there's uh, every now and then after you've built up a, this is why I play a lot of salmon run as well because it, like there's an extra gauge there's an extra collectible in salmon run now so as you play a match and if you click the more you play the more this king salmon bar starts increasing um, and when I don't know how that relates to other players in that you pair up with, maybe it's trying to pair you with people with a King Salmon level similarly, but when your level gets high and is near the end, you're going to get a fourth wave in it where a massive King Salmon appears. Uh, and you need to take part in those if you want to earn the new currency, which is scales. Um, and that you can get some special unlockables like different coloured suits and things just for Salmon Run uh, or stickers for your locker pointlessly. Mm. Um, but they're all done in this new currency uh, and you only get those this stuff from, from King Encounters. So I'm playing quite a lot of Salmon, Salmon Run to build up King Encounters so I can do those to earn the scales. But as I'm finding, King Encounters are nearly impossible. 
<laughs> like, like we've, I've, oh, really? I've only managed to do one, and that was when my level was like super low. It was like the first king encounter I did, and we we beat that super easily. Like everyone since then, it, I we've we've failed horrendously. Whatever team I've been in is just like we 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 suck at this because it's like okay. For one thing, it uses whatever the tide level was right. at the end of wave three. And for me, that has almost always been high tide. So it made an impossible step even more impossible. <laughs> um, it floods the level with like salmonids, regular ones, boss ones at the same time, because the idea is you're supposed to kill the boss ones to get the golden eggs. That's the whole point of salmon run. But the golden eggs become a weapon in this mode. So you pick it, you have to kill those to get the eggs to fire at the king. Whilst the king is still flapping around the level, taking up most of the space and being right. like an instant death machine. Uh, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's a nice addition, for sure. And the game doesn't care, actually, particularly if you complete it or fail it. It's just like, if you're interested in the extra currency, you need to be completing this thing. Um, because the extra currency has grades as well. There's bronze, silver, gold scales. There's three, technically three currencies. <laughs> Anywho, but there's only three levels. <laughs> it needs more levels. Mm. It desperately needs more levels. But yeah, it just, it just feels it just feels like it got the it got the raw deal here for some reason. Well, I mean, you would think you think in the salmon run there'd be even less reasons to not port those directly in. Yeah. Like with the actual levels, I guess you could make arguments about like, oh, you, but then you have to change how the spawning works because the, the old spawning system doesn't work the same any longer. They, so you have they to would, very slightly alter the map. They would have to make some minor changes. Like I guess some of the new boss salmon type. There's one that drops a stake in on the you know they fly a yeah. stake in, and I guess that has to land in specific spots, right? Um, mm. I guess. Does it though? I don't know. It depends how the game works, right? Like there has to be accessible and you have to be able to get up there, I guess. No, it just like, has to be attached to some flat surface that yeah. could be practically anywhere on most maps. Could be. Yeah. So I guess there's those. There's there's the, the, the guys that bring a cannon with them and put the cannon on the ground. Yeah, I guess. that one's slightly more complicated. They might they might need a specific spot to do that. Um and they but they, but that can't be that difficult, right? It's just like, right, these guys can go here, here, and here and here. And uh um yeah, these guys can start there. Like, that's not a tricky thing to do. I guess they would have to. Well, even the even the boat would be easy because you're not on a boat on these new levels. No, like, there's a helicopter that flies around. It's like you just have to not have a bit where the boat is and just have this thing fly around. And like, there you go, problem solved. <laughs> um. But yeah, I still I generally the music production is still great. If a little unburied yeah. at the moment. Like it's it's going through the same arc that the previous Splatoon games did as well, even on the music front, where it's like it starts off all in that sort of, I guess, the traditional Splatoon <laughs> style, and then in Splatoon one and two, like they then added music tracks to the game in updates, and those were like introducing a different band or something in the world of Splatoon, so they'd have a slightly different vibe added into the mix. At the moment, it's all kind of the same Splatoon vibe, so like I'm I'm kind of waiting for those updates to happen. Um, to to flesh it out a bit. Um, there's a Splatfest next weekend already, so oh, um, that will change the vibe again to go back to what was on in the demo. Um, and maybe we'll get a third. Maybe we'll see what they do with the weird stage this time round. Mm. Um, 
because uh, I've definitely done some ranked matches on the level they used for the tri turf war last time. If that makes sense, like this, I've, that level is just a normal level. Um. Uh, so yeah, well, let's see if they get weird with it. I hope they get weird with it. They've still got me. Yeah, they've still got me. It's still great. But it doesn't sound that negative, to be honest. No, no. It, I mean, it, it, it's fantastic. It's just, uh, I think the uh, the the whole if you if you fall into that category of like like oh it's just it is the same again and it's or they're just spinning their wheels and it's like this is like this is my, this is an artificial sequel. Why didn't they just keep Splatoon two going? I feel you. I I can see that totally. Um, this. Most of what is being done here could have been achieved in an update, or just more Splatoon Two. Like, there's not there's not enough reinvention here necessarily. Mm. Um, which is odd, given how long it's been. Oh, and that t- that card game. I've played that card game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's well, not there's that a built-in card game. There's a card game in there now, so you can you can earn. Basically, they've they've tried to make a a tabletop version of Turf War. To the, I think that's what actually literally what it's called. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Turf War, yeah. So you're like you're you're laying cards that have that, that have a certain amount that create a certain amount of color of your color on a board, and it's about territory control and then eventually surrounding certain special tiles. And once you do that in a sort of Carcassonne monastery kind of way, that then mm. gives you a special point that you can then use on certain cards that will actually allow you to paint over the enemy's ink. And stuff like that, so you can fight back a little bit, and it becomes a little, yeah. That's that's the idea, anyway. It's supposed to represent a little bit like that, but with a few extra rules over regular ash, just ink the ground. And uh, I don't know; it's not it's not all that interesting, actually, mm. as it turns out. It's an interesting little addition, but it's not it's not that interesting. I would much rather they brought back the uh, little arcade games that were in the first Splatoon. Oh yeah, that never came back in Splatoon two. Heck, I'm not even sure. I still don't know where the sound test is in this one, like because that always used to be a thing in Splatoon one and two. There was like a sound test machine that was actually like a little hidden rhythm game, and it's like I don't, I haven't found that. I don't know where that is, or if it's even there. I bet it's not even there. Splatoon needs a sound test, though. Come on, <laughs> listen to that music. Yeah, good music. You want to be able to test it independently of the game itself. Yeah, I mean they've mixed up some other things as well. Like you can you can level up your gear now and add like just pay to give it more slots. So like if you buy some of the early gear that was like only you do that before. I think right? you had to use super snails yeah. from Splatfests, but now you can just pay money. What like real money? But no, no, not real money. <laughs> like no, uh, the in, in-game money. currency. Okay, whatever it is, the coinage. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's there's a few. It's a little more flexible in some ways. There's a gacha machine now that you can pay to play like for cheap once every day. But if you want to play it more than once a day, it costs you a bit more. So you can because now they have player banners and player titles and stuff for your locker. There's all kinds of extra collectibles. So it's like there's more stuff. But it's like a, a 
<laughs> kind of wish that like some of that stuff unlocked way faster than it does because I've currently only got three possible titles and that, like it's two halves of title like you pick a first half and a second half and that combines into your like your 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 player title and it's like I've only got three at the moment on each side of that so I haven't got many options and it's like I've played quite a lot of this in the last week and it's like how have I still only got three mm. um they see they seem to come out randomly from the gacha machine as far as I can tell there's probably other ways of earning them but I can't figure out where so I'm currently an avant avant-garde artist is my title it's not as cool as nostalgic paradigm that I had in the demo but <laughs> But maybe I'll get that back. Platoon 3, it's a real good time. You're going to be hearing a lot about it forevermore. Yeah. Except maybe oh, there's not that much more <laughs> to say. Not much yeah. To say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah, what it I'm is. Sure we hear a few tales from the, from the Splatfests. Oh, I should talk about connectivity. Uh, it has been ropey as hell. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Has which it is, not which affected is, your enjoyment of it then? Up, up and down. So. They they have a rule where if a player disconnects mid match, it tends to kill the match rather than. I see. Rather than I think in the previous games, like if if a player left, they would actually just carry on, uh, which was no fun. <laughs> yes. Where so so now their approach is, is like if a player leaves, it just kills the match, and it's like like at any point pretty much it's like it's a different kind of no fun. Yeah. <laughs> So I, th- I think if it happens within the first minute, the player that left gets a loss, but then everyone else is like gets away with it. Like uh, I don't know what happens after that first minute. I think they tend to just result in like some kind of error occurred message, and it's like, mm. but it's like it's nice and upfront about what happened if it happens within the early on in the game. Um, but yeah, that can make make it a bit frustrating especially when i got i got i was on one round where i had a hell of a run like in the first minute i got a full team wipeout myself oh i like that actually the game highlights when the entire team has been killed well that is kind of important information yeah especially in like actual ranked games yeah where you have objectives to get to absolutely it's a nice little reminder to be like they're all dead go for it um uh, <laughs> uh i do like that um, so yeah, I managed to score one of those on my own, and I was like, "Yeah, boy, <laughs> this, is, this round's gonna go real good." A communication error has occurred. No, no. <laughs> well, he's, obviously, someone is going to quit after that. Yeah, yeah. It was so frustrating. But there's no like in-game way to quit. The way you have to quit is to turn the switch off. Yeah, or well, home menu. Or home menu. It. Yeah, do something like that. Like yeah. close application. Yeah, yeah. The game itself doesn't offer you the way to leave, which is still frustrating in some parts. Like you can't leave matchmaking once you've started it. Still, like I, I think it's fair enough if you want to dip out of matchmaking. Like I'm looking for a game doesn't mean I'm committed to playing a game now. I, can I? Can I please just say that's fine? I'm out. Like once you've stuck, once you're in a game, fine, sure, lock them in. But why? I don't, I don't get why. Why you still can't just jump out? A bit of me misses the lobby menu music, <laughs> like because there's no cool like wobbly thing you can do with the audio anymore. That's all gone because you're in the lobby lobby now, mm. um, uh, where the music's like playing in world, so you don't even hear that that clearly unless you're the brief moment you're stood in the booth to say yes, I want to play now. So that's a bit of a bummer. Um, I quite like to listen to that music, thanks. Um, where's my weird guy going? <laughs> like, where's he gone? 
<laughs> which is again all of this kind of counter to the rest of my argument right it's like i miss the things that aren't there mm. that they didn't bring back and yet i want new stuff at the same time i'm a i'm a contradiction of my own desires i am part of the problem you just want more stuff. That's the, the, the old yeah. or new, just more. Yeah. Maximal I mean, stuff. I mean, that's the Smash Brothers way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The obvious stuff as well that they're going to add is there's none of the stickered weapon sets, right? Because that was how they modified things later on. Like you would get a stickered version of the weapon that would change the sub and the special that was with it. It would be the same base weapon, but there's not, none of that's in the game yet either. So if you're looking for a bit more variation on your weapon sets. It's like, that's not there yet. And I guess those all just roll out over time. Still, what was it? The Splatoon 2 update cycle was about two years. So, uh, look forward to two years of updates, I guess. (laughs) Or more, who knows? Or more, Yeah. yeah. Or less if a new switch comes out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I guess, yeah, the only final thing on connectivity is when it's latent, I really wish there was a way of you being able to see that you're in a latent game or something like that, some kind of like indication, because it feels horrid like when you're in a latent game. Like, because. It's one of those games where it's like, I was totally shooting at that guy and like, why did my shots not hit? It's It's got that feeling all over it at times. And I know that's slightly weird in Splatoon because the bullets aren't like hit scan weapons, right? They are, they are project, everything's yeah, a projectile. projectile. So it's yeah. a little, it's not instant, like the hits and things like that. But there's so many moments where it's just like, uh, you can feel the lag catch up, I guess, slightly because you've suddenly been hit by... Uh, a much weaker per shot weapon than you but it's like all landed at once somehow and it's kind of like and you're dead and it's like well that can't happen with that gun so what on earth just happened um and that yeah that feels a little off quite a lot and uh the the main reasoning people are giving for this stuff it's like yeah that's because the switch's wi-fi kind of sucks it's like it's not the network's fault per se it's the fact that the switch's Wi-Fi is not brilliant. So, mm. like, if you used an Ethernet adapter, then maybe you'd have oh, a better time. But like, I you know, you could do that. With you the can dock, do right? that. Yeah, yeah. But that wouldn't always help because it's peer-to-peer, right? Yeah. So sometimes the, the other players the game are still the problem. Yeah. Would the, be on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. The other players are still the problem. Yeah. So it even that certainly will be on Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's not going to help you much either. So. um it's not a perfect experience, but it is still hella fun most of the time. It's just not as solid as like a as like a Fortnite or a Halo Infinite or other modern <laughs> online games. Anywho, I should stop talking about Splatoon. I could, I yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> There's plenty more time to talk about Splatoon in in future episodes. Yeah. I'm sure. Cool. Are you going to come in? Doing? Are you going to get it a bit later, Zach? Like for, for the for the cop salmon running? Or I mean, we've got like another year of stabbing to do. Yeah, still. <laughs> like in Hyrule Warriors, um, which we're still doing, but we won't talk about that. Yet. Uh, really, a year's worth more. I mean, we've got a whole another, we've got a whole another game. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, there yeah. is that, but we're not. We might not play that one for as long potentially. Uh, yeah, we'll see. That we'll one see. might peter out. It, it might not be as good.
or we might get through the like main line and then still have like hundreds of hours of content that we won't actually get around to yeah because i mean there's hyrule warriors definitive edition is known for having a almost endless end game yeah. if you really want to engage with it but um yeah i don't know that we will <laughs> that's that's probably a step too far but it doesn't mean you could probably go back to it whenever you fancied it, which is nice. If you see what I mean, you could go back to it and have something different, quote unquote different, and have something else to do. Mm. But like, you don't need necessarily need to tackle it all at once. Anyway, uh, yeah, who know, who knows when we might get to some more salmon run co-op? Depends on whether Zach will pick up the game. <laughs> But there's so many choices Ooh. to come. There's Bayonetta 3 that Zach definitely won't play. Uh, there's, there's Sonic yeah. Frontiers. <laughs> Who knows if I'll play that? <laughs> I mean, I might pick, play yeah. it in a video form with Rob, potentially. We, we should yeah, definitely that do be that. a fun video. Yeah. Speaking of which, we should probably wrap up this podcast. By talking um, about and, our other uh, videos. By talking about our videos that we put out on YouTube. So visit our Happy Salad YouTube channel to check those out. Uh, there are other Sonic videos on there. Myriad Sonic videos uh, from various games of varying Sonic quality <laughs> over the Some, years. We, we still need to finish Sonic Advance 2. <laughs> yeah. Move Somehow. on to 3. <laughs> yeah. And more three recent will, videos. 3 will be interesting to me because I've had very little exposure to Sonic Advance 3. It's, yep. it's a hole in my Sonic knowledge. I'm excited for that. So yeah, Sonic videos there, and we also have other games such as our recent playthrough of Ocarina of Time. Check that out, and more recently, I think we have Into the Breach. Uh, so check out our collective noggin scratching <laughs> on that, which is pretty fun. Uh, yeah, and this is the podcast you've been listening to with all the news and all what we've been playing, and we'll bring that to you again in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Good.